city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. What is up? Welcome to the Heart of LAFC podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez, your host, your friend, your insider into the Los Angeles Football Club. Welcome into episode 200 of the heart of LAFC. You know I couldn't do this. And I, you know I wasn't allowed to do this if it wasn't for the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joseph Sacker. Where are you at, sir? I am here, my friend. Welcome in, sir. How it, are you, man? What's going on here, man? Hey, brother. I am so happy to have you on. This is super cool. Thank you for doing this. I know you're in the middle of Minnesota, right? Doing a business trip and you're on the middle of the night doing your thing, man. But Joe, listen, listen up, man. Friend. Like we started this podcast in Philadelphia together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was doing this podcast for a little while and then you came on and just completely owned it. And now I am in Minnesota. And you are in, you know, in Los Angeles. So thank you for welcoming me in, man. Like, I just am so proud of the work that you have done. But it's not just on you or myself. It was never about us, right? So for episode 200, we wanted to make sure that we brought the crew together. And sir, we have done that. We have. So we're going to call this kind of, well, all together now because we are all going to come together for this episode that is the plan those who could come on tonight they're definitely coming on tonight so everyone who's basically taken this show since jerry and i jumped on all right and held it together with rubber bands whatever else it took to get us through uh they're the ones that we're going to see tonight uh minus two you know uh that were critical to us and that would be fresco he won't be able to come on tonight we'll get him on a future episode uh yeah, I mean he's he's critical, so we'll definitely need to get him on. And then yes. Caesar, of course, played a critical role, especially with some technical stuff that we did. Um, so he's out kicking the ball around with Black Army tonight. So of course, want to give our thanks to him as well for all that he put into this show. Nice. Uh, we miss you guys. Love you guys. Um, we'll definitely see you soon again. And of course, we'll all be in the North End together on Saturday anyway. So it's all good. Yeah. Ooh, uh, let's go. But Jerry, how has life been treating you, man? Because I know you've been very busy with the San Diego side of football, which is super important. That's hometown. So what's going on with you, man? Dude, it's it's been crazy. So today, for those of you that do not know, I'm celebrating my 36th birthday on the 200th episode of a podcast that I started four plus years ago. Um, so it's, yes, it's yes. just this is really, really exciting for me. Um, it's been going great. And I wanted to welcome in everybody. I see, I see uh, Jose, I see Christian, I see Marvin coming in here. Uh, I see Victor, I see Mark, I see Al, all of the old people that have always been here and supporting Heart of LAFC. And I just wanted to show my support and tell you guys that I, I honestly never left. I've always been here. Joseph and I, honestly, Joseph is one of my favorite people in the entire universe. He's one of my best friends. And uh, I'm just excited to be here, man. So, like for me, I've been I've been all right. I've been trying to do my thing in San Diego. Obviously, I think you guys know that we have our USL team, and you know it's been it's been difficult to grow a supported culture the way that 
we have here in LAFC. But at the end of the day, I think that it's just it's part of the work that you need to put in. And we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, very soon, Joseph, because because that's this is where we come in as supporters, right? Like you um, you support regardless of the score, regardless of the record that we have. And with LAFC right now, we need that positive attitude. So I'm here to give that positive attitude, even though we're going to talk about a, a few maybe negative things and going into a game that's very important on Saturday, maybe very important might be like downplaying it a little bit, right? A big, t- yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> there's so much make or break stuff going on this weekend, guys. It's, you know, you all know, you feel the tension. All-Star game was a nice escape for a day from, yeah. from what we've all been battling uh, so we know it's a critical, critical day for LAFC, um, for football in Los Angeles, for some people's jobs. Let's be real. Uh, this is the yeah. kind of match that def- defines a direction for a club uh, and what decisions they need to make and could force hands. So we'll get into it as we do our preview for the show. But yeah, we're all kind of in this tension packed moment. So what else should we do but have a little bit of fun in the process? And of course, Jerry, happy birthday. Thank you, you, man. I didn't tell you that when you came on, but and I'm sure everyone that will be jumping on tonight will probably be saying the same thing and completely embarrass you through the day. Uh, But this is (laughs) this is a definitely wheels on the bus episode. We're we're going to be opening the doors, and those who can jump on will be jumping on and staying on, so we can all, of course, give our final thought of the day. That is the ultimate plan here: to have a good time, talk about what we need to talk about, get ready for the weekend and beyond, and of course, set this show to the next level and be ready for 201 even stronger than we've ever been before. So for all you guys that are here with us, I see the names and we're going to talk to you guys as well and get your comments on because, you know, we love your comments. Get ready because it's going to be a good one. Okay, so in our history, like you mentioned, we started in Philadelphia as a as a team uh, after the after the draft during the real when Blackman decided to show up darn Garber with that scarf and uh, do our thing and take over that town. Like we always, they should have known it was going to be crazy because we took over the draft as well. Uh, It was going to be a little bit different. Joseph, who's who's still around, by the way. And then we met Moutinho, who is now Mm -hmm. somewhere else. But at that time, we didn't know quite what LAFC was going to be. Right. And and so at that time, we kind of had to rely on people that weren't necessarily too familiar with the club that maybe like, you know, hey, we want to be involved and we want to be a part of this. And one of those people is here with us today. And I have to say kudos to this man because he has written for us for free for a long time, Joe. But he is also one of those people that I think deserves a ton of praise, man. A ton. And here he is, the one, the only, Benjamin Virhen. What an introduction. Dude, <laughs> does he have like the best lighting you've ever seen for a for a stream? I gotta say, man, it's almost like a Dutch painting. It's kind of creepy, wild. actually. Whatever works, but <laughs> here I am, man. First of all, Jerry, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And Joseph, how are thank you? You, my brother. Happy 200th to, yeah, to happy Joseph. 200, <laughs> thank, thank you guys for, you know, bringing me on to this, you know, awesome podcast since the beginning. You know, I remember just, you know, sending a, a message to, to Jerry on Twitter like, hey, you know, I'm really interested in writing for you guys. Do you guys have an opening? And you're like, yeah, man, just 
hop on board. I think you told me to send you like a some kind of just a, a sample of what I have, and I sent you something, and you were like, "Yeah, hop on." And ever since then, you know, I've been writing for you guys whenever I can, and it's it's been great. You know, it's it's been really awesome, really really fun, and I'm super grateful for the opportunity you gave me, Jerry, and you too, Joseph. Dude, honestly, it's one of those things that Joseph and I always talked about where this is not about us. This is about building a community and you were a big part of it, you know, and and really putting it on, you know, pen, pen to paper and really expressing it the way that we wanted to on audio. You did it on visual. And so it was very, very welcoming on our end. We were stoked, dude. Like Joseph and I were like, how the hell did we land Benjamin? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, man, no, it it's was, absolutely true. Yeah, go, Ben. Fire away, brother. Yeah, it was just, it was just really, um, you know, I get chills just thinking about like I still remember that day when I when I you know sent you that message and you know ever ever since then, I I don't take it for granted, you know, because it, it's 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 something special to be able to to be part of a family like this, and you know, I always feel like. We've been together the whole time. I, even though we don't record every single episode together, I always feel like I'm part of the podcast. And you know, every time I write, I write an article, you guys say, you know, great job, thank you for your work, and you know, I feel really appreciated. And I really thank you guys for that. Well, the one thing that's for certain, every time you do put an article down, and it's been in rough times. I mean, in the middle of COVID, he's going to games, shutdown matches for us, yeah. writing you know getting that done and basically keeping a dialogue moving when none of us could actually get together so ben you're you're writing what it did was it cemented things it cemented ideas that we wanted to talk about on the show that we did talk about on the show it gave us more insight and it was essential because there's some permanence to it that lasts more than the audio does the writing will be there it's always on the website it's yeah. not going away we're not taking it out and archiving it you look it up ben's writings are going to be there as long as he's in in the show doing it he knows the door will always be open and we'll always we'll always give him a hug coming in. That's for certain. And I want to make sure that Andrew gets a proper shout out as well, because he was one of the OGs as well coming into this podcast, which I'm, I am I can't believe that you guys have created what you have. And I'm so proud of you guys because you keep it going. And part of building a culture is very much just sticking to it, even when you don't know what's going to happen and what's going to come out of it here you are and joseph you have done such a great job of building this culture and bringing in new people so sir i'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to you i don't want to take it over too much but we have a, a few other people that have been adding to it my friend we do we do and they're going to be taking their cues as we go on into the episode where they specialize where they want to show off and feature what they do best we got everybody in the right positions we tinker more than Bob does. That's for certain. Uh, <laughs> I so, doubt it, but okay. <laughs> okay, not, not this season. Not this season, right? Last season was predictable. This season, not so much. So basically, yeah. we're going to have everybody go on as the show progresses. That's the plan. So for this first part, we definitely got to talk about Vancouver, but we're not dwelling on it because there's so many other things we really need to talk about that you all remember. And Vancouver already feels like a distant memory, a painful distant memory. But it really does feel distant with all distant with all the all-star madness going on. So we're gonna jump into it now. I know right into the show, Jerry, you're more than welcome to stay on, throw your two cents into it as we get into this. Give us some perspective because you've known Bob from the beginning. You've known the cast of characters that run this side. So you you have the insight just as much as I do. 
to kind of add your two cents as we talk about things. So here we go. Vancouver, that Vancouver. match. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Ugh. So we go into this match. We know certain play people aren't 100%. We know the lineup's going to be a little different, especially knowing that we have the Galaxy down the line. Well, we get into this using the 4-3-3. Yes, our classic 4-3-3. No shock there. Romero's in goal. I know we debated whether whether uh, we were going to get another in there, but Romero got the spot. Uh, we had Kim, Murillo, Fall, and Farfan in the back. Under the circumstances with, with injuries, this kind of made sense. I think this is what we thought we might see, except maybe Blackman taking the role of Kim's job for, you know, security you could say or even Murillo sitting out because of the yellow card accumulation fears that didn't happen this is what we went with the three in the middle uh three in the middle blessing atuesta sifuentes let's be honest these are these are our go-tos they're the ones we expect to see there and up top this was also interesting it was b-rod vela and rossi i shouldn't say interesting because those are dps and the guys you pay to be up there so that was the lineup right so yes we have the new guy but Basically, we went back with the old crew to see what they could do under these circumstances. That being said, uh, the the mindset going in, of course, was a little cautious because we never play well on turf, and we've we've lost games before there. How did Vancouver treat it? Well, as they always do, they play the four three three just like we do, but of course, it's more of a counter four three three absorb hit their chances and do what they got to do. So that's really what we had to deal with is we know we're going to be taking the game to them, but we need to be cautious of what they can do on the counter. And that's basically the lead in as to what happened in this match. Ben, take it away, sir. I wanted to give you a chance to highlight what went on in the first half and we'll react after that. Yeah. So starting with the first half in the first 10 minutes of the game, Vancouver was all over LAFC. I mean, they were, pressing them. They were forcing turnovers from our center backs, Murillo and Fall. Luckily for them, they were able to recover, you know, in time to get the ball out of danger. But, you know, in just those first 10 minutes, Vancouver had five corner kicks. And that just goes to show you, you know, how how much pressure they put into LAFC to start the game. Uh, and I believe um, the press, in addition to the, to the field conditions, as you mentioned, the turf, um, it persuaded LAFC a little bit to play more long balls over, over the top with Murillo and Fall. But only a few of those were successful. I mean, for the most part, all those long balls just, you know, went to nowhere. So that was interesting. Uh, in the 15th minute, uh, you know, the, the side we don't want to see, Carlos Vela is forced off due to an injury. The right quad injury, apparently it's, it's the one that's been lingering him since uh, week one of MLS. So, you know, he goes out, and now we know he's out for a few weeks, and he's replaced by Chicho Arango. So even even up – go ahead, Joseph. No, go for it. Go for it. Oh, Keep okay. going. You got it. Yeah, and he, even before Vela went out, he didn't really do much in the game before he exited. So, you know, that it, it was – that's what happened there. And I, I have a question, a quick question for you guys. Um, yeah. If, if Vela's – quad injury was you know was lingering do you think it was why, why risk him on turf you know before a big game against the galaxy i mean if that was a problem do you guys think it wasn't an, a serious injury or do you think it just happened during the game or what do you guys think about that real quick jerry looks like he's ready to go let it fire brother 
No, I'm not. I'm not. No, he's um, not. I'll, I, I'll throw I, it in. But go for yeah, it. Go. Go, you go first. All right. So my thought was it's a little bit of desperation, I think, on our side. Uh, we have to win in the moment. The next week isn't guaranteed. Take the three points you can get with the best talent that you have. I believe that's where it was at. Also, Vela did look like he was improving on the year and getting more healthy, you could say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, maybe not, right? Uh, so I think the thought was, well, he did okay in Atlanta. He's okay. Yeah. I think we can give him a shot. I personally, I, I mentioned on the last episode, was was thinking that this would be the greatest game to not use him. To right. get him rested since he had a busy all-star week. At least we thought he was going to have a busy all-star week. Mm-hmm. And so this would have been the great time to to have him come off the bench if necessary. Yeah, That didn't happen. They started him. It was a risk. The guy that kind of threw me off more was Murillo getting the start because of the yellow card accumulation. Yellow card, but yeah, yeah that, that to me was a little more strange. But Vela going into it we thought was actually healthier than he was. Now that he's injured... Uh, the injury looks like it is pretty serious, and we're going to lose him for a while. Yep. Uh, and it's a repeat injury. That's the worst part. So basically, mm-hmm. I think it's related to the knee and rehabbing the knee, then the quad became an issue because of that. And so it's kind of things compounding on themselves and a player over over 30. I honestly so, feel yeah. like Vela has, you know, had these, these injuries where – honestly almost feels like he's ready to move on like i i just don't see that 15 minute injury being something that was so huge that now he's out for so long it just didn't feel that way and now i'm obviously i'm not a professional trainer and i don't know what where he was but just because of his past it doesn't feel real to me and it just felt like Man, like this is Vela again finding an excuse to get out. However, luckily, I guess we have a wrangle, but right. But at the same time, Carlos Vela has said some things now, currently in media that worry me. And I think that's, you know, looking back to it now with what he has said up to this point is very worrisome. And it's also making me question the validity of his, you know, his injuries. So that's where I'm at. Ben, what do you think, man? Yeah, because I don't know if you remember before when he got injured, he would actually be upset. Like, no, don't take me out. Yeah. And now it's like the complete opposite. You know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Let, let's go. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah, you know. about it. yeah. And then the timing couldn't be worse at All-Star break at the yeah. event where everybody finally gets a vacation from the drama we've been dealing with. This is the time he chooses <laughs> to drop that bomb. Um, yeah. I want to go into it later with the rest of the crew, but so let's be real here. There's two things that come of it. One, he's over it. Or two, he's trying to play to all of our heartstrings to turn on the team to get a better contract. Right? That could be also the move. That that this is this is leverage, which I gotta be honest, with his production since let's <laughs> after the Orlando tournament, right? He played what one darn game and then we lost yeah. him and then got a little bit of brilliance from him in the winter. And then ever since then, it's been off and on. He hasn't played like a DP. He hasn't produced like a DP. He's had moments, but it hasn't been consistent for a guy that you're paying the money that you're paying. So it's an interesting play to take leverage is, oh, yeah, I'm I'm glass. You should pay me more. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, though, 30 minutes later, and moving on from that a little bit more, Rossi did get a chance at a PK, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. uh, so 
you know, we, we move on, I feel like, and, yeah. and kind of try to, in our minds as supporters, say, hey, okay, Vela's hurt. Now what do we do? And Vela gets a PK chance in the 45th minute. Now what do we do? Right. So it, it, B-Rod earned it, right? Mm-hmm. He got yeah. stuck in. He earned that penalty. You got to give him credit for that. Being there counts for something. So sure. that happens. Rossi makes the finish, which he's, you know, he hasn't always been a great on penalties, but he does make the finish. It's essential. We get back into it. We do mm-hmm. look like the momentum is the, is shifting. It's going to be ours for the day. The expected goals are flying. We'll talk about that towards the end, but the chances are there and the chances are there for us to take a lead and take over in the second half, which brings us to the second half, of course, Ben. And then what happens when we think we have all the momentum? Yeah. So kind of similar to, to the first half, you know, Vancouver came out on fire with like more energy, more intensity in the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. And, you know, it, it kind of seemed like the LAFC like, allowed Vancouver to take the initiative of the game. It just kind of sat back a little bit and played like the, the, the counter or the transition offense. That kind of seemed that way to me. And again, with the long balls over the top, and probably just because of the turf, they don't want to play the you know the usual tiki taka in the midfield because the ball doesn't roll the same way. So they probably just want to play the long balls in, in the over the top. So in the 59th, 60th minute, you know Farfan gets caught flat-footed on the left side. The ball gets played around him. By the time he sees the ball, it's it's too late. He reacts too late. Um, the ball gets crossed into the box to um, Brian White, and then he bangs it off the crossbar. And go, it barely goes over the line, but it's enough for, for the goal. And yeah, you know, LAFC's been they've been struggling all season with with crosses, um, with defending them, especially in transition. Murillo overall, he, he's pretty good in defending them when he's in, when he's in good position. But when it comes to like you know counter transition and he's kind of flat footed, he, he struggles a lot. So that happened in, in the first goal for for Vancouver. But after that, um, you know, LAFC responded pretty well. That uh, Brian had a, a shot off the post a few minutes after that. That was pretty unlucky. You know, that could have been a great response. It would have been two one LAFC at that moment. It would have caused a huge shift in the match. But you know, lucky for him and for LAFC, it didn't go in. And then a few minutes. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Keep going because it seems like yeah. the story of the night, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, a, few min- a few minutes after that, in the sixty-six. Uh, Farfan gets subbed off for for Edwards, who, in my opinion, um, didn't didn't really make a, a positive, I guess, impact on the game. Um, nope. He he kind of struggled a lot on the left hand side. You know, he lost a few balls in the midfield. He wasn't really you know defending well. He was arguing with the opponent, arguing with the fans. It just felt like he wasn't in, in the in the game. You know, his head wasn't in, in the game. Like, yeah, it like, felt like. Like yeah. more of a you know wrestler, right? Yeah. Throughout the bravado, but none of it's really mm-hmm. substance, right? Right. It's just yeah. show. Um. Yeah. We get the energy, man. We dig the energy, but we need the technical play. We need the the brains behind it. We need the positioning behind it. And you always seem to be chasing it. And this has been yeah. happening multiple games. There's no shock to anybody. Of course, it's a precursor to what we always expect at the end, right, Ben? Yeah. So in the 89th minute, you know, just a few minutes left for for the 1-1 tie, um, Edwards, you know, there's a ball in the air. He's not able to clear the ball with his head. And then he gives way too much space, way too much time to, to the Vancouver player to get a cross off. 
And then Ryan Gold just heads it to the back of the net and beats Cisniega. Kim Un Juan was the closest player to him, but you know he reacted way too late also. So it, it was just too late for for them to do anything about that. So yeah, two one, you know, ninety minutes. Uh, it, it's the same story. It's been happening way too often this season, and it's it's very frustrating to see that. You know, we have so many scoring chances in the first half. You know, we can't we can't finish them early. And then this happens at the end. You know, it, it's it's the same story. Yeah, broken record. It's the mm-hmm. FIFA cheat code. You'll say that. Like, yeah. if anybody played old NHL games, you knew, if I do this, go to this position every time I'm going <laughs> to score. Well, if you go to LAFC, you pull up at the edge, right? Take the left back. He'll try to contain you rather than intercept. Lob it in. Yep. Give it your best. It happened three times now. There where it was just egregious i think edwards is a part of every one of them if i'm looking at that correctly uh he owns it he's over there that's his job uh to cover it to at least add pressure i mean if you give anybody in this league an open an open cross like you can't expect anything good to come of it right the leagues the leagues move to a level where that's going to punish you it doesn't matter what team you play that will punish you if you give somebody that much time on the ball and so we get punished yet again because our left backs aren't getting the job done this year. It's that simple. I don't know what Bob's going to do because all three of them, all three of them haven't done what they needed to do when we put them there. They are not getting the job done. That's on the players. They have to own that. You can't tell me in training they're not covering this. They are the ones that that let us down in that moment. It is what it is. I know talking about players isn't something I ever like to do, but there comes a time where you're professionals you're paid to do a job and if you keep making the same mistake over and over again i'm not sure why you need minutes yeah simple um the other takeaway that i take from it of course is just a record of wastefulness in this match you have opportunities they're golden opportunities and you just don't do it in the match brian rodriguez had his one moment his chance to finally be a hero clanks off the post once again snake bit we bring in Arango. He comes in. He did his best impression of a Rams kicker, or at least looking for a guy trying that job. Kept putting it over the net, trying a little too hard to get that perfect play rather than just getting it on. And when you do that, you tend to just miss. It just doesn't happen. Um, so he's kind of overdoing it for himself, right? Overthinking it. Rosie, mm-hmm. he's definitely overthinking it. You could see there's hesitation in his play. As hard as they work and as much as they produce, because this club did produce on the day. It just didn't cross the line because at the end of the day, the money didn't pay off. The money players didn't pay off for this one. And that's rough because you knew that the support players did the job. They really did. They produced. They, they were sending it in there. They were getting the, the, the openings. But the guys you paid the money to get the job done did not do it on the day. And it's rough and it happens. Right. This is the sport that we all love. It can be very cruel. And it was. So what's it going to take right now? I will say this. The expected goals. Now, I found this out after the fact. Uh, This is the largest gap between expected goals and actual goals in MLS history for a match. Jeez. I didn't realize that. I was actually told that by a uh, member of the club uh, that we had an expected goals this match of 3.12. And you had one. And that Ugh. was enough of a gap to be, well, that was good enough in this league. If you have over three in your expected goals, that's that's a lot, guys. This is football. That's that's mm-hmm. a wild take. So 
And it's happened now twice where we've had the largest gap since they've measured it. There was a record earlier in the season already from this season of just wasted chances. We're generating opportunities. That's not the situation. The situation is finishing on those and taking advantage of them in the moments when we get that chance. You need to be critical because every team that we seem to be playing, they only need one, right? Yep. Their yeah. guys, they pay to do the one, get the one. Our guys, we pay to do that, aren't. There's not much you can do when that happens. It's one of those rough, rough situations that we're in that has to break. It just has to break. Um, so I'll throw it back to you guys. What do you think is going to take you out of this kind of a funk? I'll start with you, Ben. I mean, I think just the focus levels have to be better. You know, there, there's been too much leniency in key moments, especially in the final minutes of the game. You know, the, the lack of concentration, it has to stop. You know, there's this lack of urgency sometimes. You know, just players not getting to the ball quick enough, and it's so frustrating to see. You know, LAFC have to finish off games. You know, there's been too many games where they're up 1-0 or 2-1, and then they get tied up or they lose it in the final minutes. You know, that, that's that got to stop. You know, there has to be something where Bob says, okay, you know, we have to lock it down and get this point or get this win no matter what it takes. Put in an extra defender, an extra midfielder, whatever it takes. You know, that's that's the coach's job. You know, you can't always win. 3-0, 4-0. It has to be sometimes ugly. And, you know, I feel like that's what Bob is lacking in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, just tightening up on defense. Also for me, um, tightening up on defense, of course, finishing your chances and just staying focused the full 90 minutes. You know, it feels like LAFC sometimes can play a, a good 45, 60, 75 minutes. But, you know, those last 15, 10, 5 minutes, they they lose focus and that's where they lose their points and you know that that's got to stop and to me that's what it's going to take for this team to at least turn things around and hopefully get a playoff spot this season. And and the tough part is, is it the culture of the club at this point that these cast of characters aren't the ones that are going to get it together, right? There has to be changes, yeah. or do they have it in them? We're we're pretty deep into this. It's not like it's an early trend and we're getting used to things at the beginning of the season. No, we're running towards the tail end. We're, we're switching to something else now. So it's tough. Jerry, uh, your thought. Do you think this is a leadership issue? Do you think it's a focus? What, where do you sit on these things? I 100% believe that it has to do with leadership in this squad. Uh, you see some movement you know, in and out of what uh you know bob bradley believes to be leaders but you just don't feel that coming into this like there's a leadership gap there that hasn't been filled um there is a certain need for somebody to step up and say hey let's go like what the hell are we doing um and and it starts from the from you know up top and then it trickles down i think it does have to do with a lot of leadership not just within the starting 11 not just with within the 18 but within the front office and within the you know the the, the coaching staff i do believe that this falls very very you know hardly on on the leadership at the top which is going to be Bob Riley and everybody underneath him. Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure. I don't think I need to say that. I think we all feel that, and everybody on social media believes this as well. It just it it comes down to getting the right people on the right seat of the bus. Joseph, we've talked about this before. I just don't feel that those pieces are where they need to be, and unfortunately, 
the front office people that are supposed to be making those moves like Bob Bradley are not finding that one piece that's putting it all together. Um, and it's just no. devastating. That's that's where I see it. You've always been one short. And and yeah. it, why? Yep. Because you only have two functional DPs, right? That's your one short in MLS. If you don't have three functional DPs, forget it. You're not winning. It's not happening. Yep. You need three functional DPs to win. And we've never had that ever, ever. ever. So that comes down to everyone who makes the purchases, right? That, that the scouting wasn't right, right? You didn't get the right guy. didn't fit the system. Everyone has to own this. That's how it works without a doubt. Uh, I also think if you're talking about leadership and you have a guy with an armband talking about going to Europe during the all-star game, tells That's me he shouldn't leadership. be wearing the armband anymore. I'm Woo! sorry, but if you're talking leaving by like, okay, cool, man. We love everything you've done. We love you. Ugh. But how do we expect this team to get gelling and working again when the guy that wears the armband is talking about heading off to a, a nicer climate? Dude, we're, we're lost in the woods if, if our leaders are talking about leaving. And if your three biggest, highest paid players are all in the mindset of leaving, house gets cleaned. There's not a choice. I, Nobody has a choice at that point. I'm with Marvin on this one. That was painful to watch. And you don't want to see that as a supporter. But here he is. Like speaking out loud, you know, and that's fair. I mean, that's how he feels. But man, like we don't need that right now as supporters. Yeah. That just like brings us down further than we need to be and want to be, you know. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Joseph. Yeah, we're, we're, we're there for sure. Um, key stats. I'm not going to bother with key stats because we already see what's <laughs> happening out there. It's a waste to go over that. So I want to <laughs> throw it back to you guys, the faithful. I see the comments. Comments are hard. They should be hard. We expect it. We love it. Be honest. This is a good thing. Okay. So we're going to throw it out there, see a few things, have some fun with it. Of course, Jerry, make it a little happy before we get all crazy. I just want to throw up some things here. We've got some congratulations from Oscar the Coyote. We've got some birthday wishes from Oscar's giving you a happy birthday. See you, see Virgo love. I'm Virgo as well, so I guess that's something going on there. Let's go. Uh, let's go. <laughs> there it is. Hawks again. Happy birthday. He's all happy, happy. Jerry Reynoso, 110 is in the house. No hey, way. Legend. You got hey, it. Hey, Jerry, I just really quickly, I want to remind you, there's only one Jerry. Okay. There's <laughs> only one pod father. Let's be real. Let's people. go. I'm just kidding. I love you, Jerry. I love you. There's some love for Ben. Check it out Thank for you. Marvin Chavez. Thank you, Marvin. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ox. Uh, Slim is on. He's got some fire. We're going to show that in a second. Ooh, Thank you for coming Slim. on, Slim. Jason, so back into the football side of things. He says, B-Rod didn't finish a goal opportunity, but played well overall. I was impressed. Great passing, creating scoring opportunities. Yeah, his movements were the best he's ever had. I've heard this from multiple sources within the club as well. This was probably his most complete performance he's had. Yeah. It's just the the finish, right? The last perfect pass, the play to create a goal, the play to score a goal. It didn't happen for him, but if he keeps his head up and plays like that, it's going to produce. Yeah. I will say that. It will. He has to stick with that. Don't lose it. I feel like that's um, the repeating, like that's the repeating. It, uh, I don't know the, the the thing that we keep saying on this podcast. I keep hearing it on this podcast. It's, you know, it what matters until you actually put that ball in the back of the net. Nothing. Exactly. You have to put it back there, 
and it's just not happening. But I mean, B Rod being positive is, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It's <laughs> a start. It's a good thing. <laughs> a start for sure. More positivity than selfies, people. It goes a long <laughs> way. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jonathan, my brother's on there, says he just did a finish a shoulder to shoulder episode. Go check that out, people. Congratulations. Brace of centuries. Yes. Brace of centuries. Yes, it, it is. Goes. Thank you, my brother. And of course, happy birthday to the thought pod father himself thank you thank you, thank uh, you. chavez oh man marvin chavez thinks vela faked the injury dude i so do i marvin I'm, okay I'm like, from what i've heard though from the sources that he's he's really hurt he is hurt he <laughs> he's on the wrong <laughs> side of 30 folks and he, i don't think he trains the way uh yeah it happens, it happens. he moved to los um, angeles and all of a sudden he's a great actor Sorry right no a card people <laughs> Marvin says, sorry to be cynical. It's okay. This it's is fair. cynical season. We have to be. Fair. Uh, Ox is saying Vela's over with LAFC. <sighs> Damn it. I, man, that hurts, but maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jason says, Jason Lima says, reminds me of the first game of the season when he had a subbed out and Bob, like, damn, already? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Marco Lopez, I think people overacting to his comment about being open to returning to Europe sounded like generic. Uh, contract not finalized talk they've been being too hopeful but contract and playoff run mm. yeah i mean honestly sure. a leader a captain goes i don't want to talk about contracts until we're done here that tends to be what captains do in this world right mm. i'm not talking about it we're negotiating in the background my agent's handling it i'm not getting in on this conversation he didn't do that it's a, i think it's more of a leverage move than anything else uh oscar the coyote it does seem like Villa might just want to finish his chapter with LAFC and decide to leave. Yeah, he has the option. He has the option, that's for sure. He holds all the cards in this conversation. Ox says, but is he, is he worth resigning? And that is a real, a real topic starter. Not on that. No, no right? DP. I got you. Ben, agree. Agreed. Maybe, if uh, he wants to Tam, Tam and Gam this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tam is the story, right? It's not Gam's Tam. Uh, <laughs> We'll see what happens there. Ox, is he worth it? Again, should we re-sign him? He's a veteran striker, uh, striker who can produce for us. I mean, actually produce. Yeah. He's one of the few, right, that has. It's just, where are we now? That's that's where it's at. You don't pay people for what they've done. You pay for them what you think they're going to do, what you're projecting they're going to contribute to the side. That's how it works, guys. It's sports. Uh, nostalgia doesn't belong in a in a contract negotiation. It doesn't. It doesn't. So we'll see where that takes it. Uh, Hooligan Ox says, I agree, Ben. Mario doesn't get beat during certain plays, but he also has key moments where he saves us. Yeah, true, mm -hmm. some good ones. And Match. apparently, he can score on corner kicks yeah. from, from, from an Atuesta <laughs> service. Uh, why haven't we seen that at home? I have no idea. At least at home, yes, but for the wrong colors. There it is, dude. No, he had the same jersey. I mean, he had a black jersey on. I don't understand. Yeah. At yeah. gold, all of a sudden you can't you, you forget how to play. Is that the thing? No, dude. Let's, come on, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. It's, it's so funny. Uh, Carlos C says the Edwards substitution was confusing at the time. I'm not that confused. I think it's been predictable at this stage. Uh, <laughs> he likes to put him in. Yeah. Uh, has he done the job? No, <laughs> Pee Wee buffering. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, right, Marvin <laughs> Chavez. Anyone else think Mario is too overconfident with his composure passing? He keeps the ball too long and thunders too much pressure and goes on to make a bad pass. No, he's Mr. Chill. That's that's for certain. 
He really is. Yeah. Uh, Carlos sees same thing happen in Portland game where no one steps up to disrupt the pass. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Yep. Slim's giving us 200 graduation as I fly through. Let me see what else we can throw there. Ooh, Araceli's on tonight. Hi, Araceli. Hi. Hey, Araceli. Hope the travel was, was amazing for the All-Star game. She came all the way out here. Totally cool. Slim giving... Giving it to Ox. There we go. Let's go here. Okay, so this is another one that, that of course, people are talking about. Marvin Chavez. I saw the post-game interview in Vanny realized how a coach should speak. He immediately took ownership with the loss and the lack of defense. Talking about defense being a team mentality. Hmm. Yeah. They're in a different world, though. They're in the playoffs. We're not. So it's much easier to have composure, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll fix it. I'll yeah, fix no, it. there was some ownership there. Uh, Pee Wee, clean house is the call. You're hearing it from Pee-wee. Well, key question, are they messing up on purpose? Because at times it looks like they're not trying. Are they tired of playing for Bob? To me, this is like the most Ugh. inaccurate. I'm sorry, Ox, but these are professional athletes. One. Two, they're young professional athletes that are on a lily pad situation. They're staying here for a bit. They're using it to get to better paychecks and somewhere else. Yeah. If you're tanking it, you're tanking your own career. Maybe Vela can afford to be like that, but the others can't. Nope. Especially the two trying to get contracts, and we know they're trying to leave. It's been very obvious, so why would they do that? It, it hurts them. It's self-destructive. It just wouldn't make sense. And the young guys seem to believe in the Bob thing anyway, right? They're putting the work in, so I don't think it's on the young kids. Slim. All the other guys that bled for the crest got traded already. So, yeah, Ugh. I'm going to say it because nobody else will. Mark Anthony K. or as much as mistakes as he made out there, Still bled for the crest. He did. Now he's burning bridges like crazy on social media. But <laughs> before then, uh, Yo. dude, he, he and he was a locker room presence. Like, Yo, big time. Zimmerman, though, also gets thrown in there. Yeah. Come on. Oh, Zim. Okay, so those who were at the All-Star game last night, I'm not sure you knew what happened. Well, those yes. who were did. Zim came over after the game and decided to give us the, the shout-out that he started right his tradition this time he did mls but it actually turned out to mlsc because there's a lot of lafc fans doing the lafc so i was like <laughs> well maybe it's just spanish mlsc eh. it's what it came out to but uh it was cool of him to do it it shows the love he has and i would sign him tomorrow if we could get him back he still loves us guys that was a tough loss man like me let me tell yeah. you like why is it that people leave lafc and immediately start doing better that's where my question starts right i mean you saw you saw <laughs> yeah absolutely you saw it with Zimmerman. you saw it with uh with mark anthony k like what's going on there but yeah i agree with you joseph the system is different they can succeed in a different system yeah and that's used in a different capacity trusted differently yeah that's for sure that's for sure. Hopkins is about playmaking. There's no playmaking happening. Mm-hmm. Can't tell me a twist is not tired, people. He never gets a rest. <laughs> Look at his face. He looks tired. He looks tired. Uh, I think Rosia, Twist, and Vela aren't happy for whatever reason, lack of transfer, coach problems, etc. There's no leadership on the field, and Bob doesn't know how to fix this. Okay, so I will have to say it. I'm probably not <clears> supposed <throat> to say it, but I'm going to say it. Okay. Uh, Rossi, we already know he wants out. That's been kind of obvious. Vela's mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. talking to the media, so we know where he's at. I will tell you with the Twesta, though, he was probably the most angry guy after the Vancouver game. And a lot of it is because he felt he let us down. You need to know that. He does believe in this team. He does believe in us. He fights for the 3252. 
I know this for a fact. He does believe, okay, because he's doing it for us. He has it in his heart. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it on a twist to trust me on this. The two guys that seem to be hurting the worst, at least after this, it was Blackman as well. Um, they're, you know, he's drafted by us. Those guys are going to fight to the death for you. Um, don't, don't think otherwise. Um, they're those two. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever question. Uh, the others though, the big money boys. Yeah. I think they've, they've earned it at this point for sure. Uh, heart of the team. Yeah, they are. That's for sure. Everyone wants Bob out. Vela's faking injuries, crying out for an exit out. Nothing new. Okay. Uh, moving sure. Painful to watch. All right, so we're going to move on forward to the next little bit. Lasting from Lemus, the squad doesn't want to play for Bob. Play us to su- play for us, the supporters, this Saturday. We want this win bad. They should want to win this game. I will tell you this. It, they do, though. That's the funny part. Like, they, yeah. they, they do. I think there's a perception that's not really there. Uh, there's certain players I think it is. There's more business side of things. But for the most part, they're in, guys. It's just snake bit they're still producing they're just not finishing yeah it's tough um and yes they leave and do better and i've heard about this too and we know this already that that players get trusted differently in different clubs uh things fit them better as they get sold that's for sure it's a part of the the progression for any of these guys again we're launch pad we're definitely launch pad for these guys so there it is. All right. That being said, we're going to move on to the next side of things. Yes, out of the negativity, back into the fun stuff. That would mean, yes, you got it, community time. For Let's this, go. we have two amazing contributors to the show that have always been there fighting for the cause. Came in when we were hurting, trying to get back up and running. First one, of course, I'm going to call in, of course, is Jason, the LAFC Punk. Jason, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, wonderful. Happy to be here. Uh, happy birthday, Jerry. It's an honor to be on here. Uh, on my memories the other day, it came on that uh, I've been doing this for a year on Heart of LAFC. Uh, I used to, Jano, Jerry, and uh, Joseph, remember, I used to call in like every week to you guys. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember Jerry's last episode, I like sarcastically joked, but I also meant I remember you guys discussing, hey, we got to find some people. And I just put in the comments, hey, I'm available. And the following, like, week or two i was on and i've been on since when i'm available uh work permits i got a new job so uh my new job will let me be on monday nights uh because the nights i work i start work at four in the morning so getting up at three in the morning so so yeah if uh next week i will be asleep at this time so hopefully but uh, (laughs) i'm so happy to be on here uh it's an honor to be on this 200th episode uh but yeah it's wonderful to be here so thank you guys my brother i wanted to thank you personally uh for everything that you've done to keep it going if it wasn't for guys like you pushing for it to come back it might not have come back i'll be dead honest i have a lot on my plate right the guys know jerry knows he goes dude he goes Mm -hmm. on the show yeah i have a lot on my plate but i make it happen for you guys uh and and jason was one of those guys that inspired me to continue to get it right we weren't ready to go live like we're doing now, so we recorded it first. So a lot of our episodes are only only audio, um, which is fine. You know, they were good. It was good for us to practice that way, uh, to get get better at what we do. 
to hear all the crazy mistakes. Like Jerry used to say, you need to listen to yourself. You do crazy things. I do crazy things. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> yes you do. Uh, <laughs> and, and so we, we learn, we move, we get forward to it. And then we find new technology. And, you know, Jerry was help with that as well, brother. Uh, but Jason, you've been there. You've been there through through the rough patches, the happy patches, and now all the way through to now. And yes, it's been a year since Jason has come on. So y'all need to give wow. some love to Jason because he stuck it out for all that time putting up with my madness. Thank you, brother. No problem, man. And, and I got a special shirt on today. Anti-Carson hey. Social Club. For, <laughs> nice. For this, uh, He's for ready this for the preview. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the game. Uh, I want to thank uh, a friend of mine, Mary. She hooked me up with some amazing tickets. I'll be in section 129. If you don't know that, those are some pretty wonderful seats. So uh, thank you, Mary. I know she listens sometimes. She works a lot. She's a nurse, uh, doctor. So uh, thank you so much. I'm taking my dad. I will be at the tailgate. So uh, definitely be tailgating, but won't be in the 3252, but uh, being that I'm going with my dad, my dad really can't do 3252, but uh, we'll have some nice seats. So come by and say hi. We'll definitely talk. Dude, let's oh, be honest. Man. The 3252 has now taken over the bank whatsoever. Like everybody is part of the north end, whether you're sitting there or not. Like, that's that's the thing. So uh, just real quick, Jason, dude, I, I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I think Joseph and I have talked about this before, too where if it wasn't for people like yourself and Benjamin and people like really giving their heart and soul into what we are doing and what uh, we have accomplished, it, it wouldn't have happened. So just want to say kudos, man. And I'm, I'm stoked to be here with you, man. And, and actually you are a big part of this now with Joseph. So dude, just stoked. I'm, I'm doing my, like my best impression of a audio, you know, board. So I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and go, let's go hey right appreciate that that means a lot get credit for something we would not have a vinyl club minute if it wasn't it wouldn't happen that's for certain so uh the the amazing connections that jason has created with the social clubs that we have within the organization he's always there every tailgate everyone knows jason uh, he's on every podcast and, you know, jumping on and, and really you're the glue, man. Uh, you've, you've been there from the start, keeping the communication up with everybody. And, and of course, always being the happy guy in the room. No doubt about that. More than me, I'm a grump. So, uh, all good. All Look good. Jim. So Jimmy, Jimmy's here. Jimmy's here. What's up, dude? He said, Jerry, Ooh, whatever, bro. I love you, dude. dude look at that. Wow, the bro. Cute, the cuties <laughs> in the house, man. Wow, Hi, cutie. bro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that. Hey, love you. James. I missed the wow button. I mean, that's, that, I that's one, uh, one sound thing I missed. <laughs> that takes money. That takes we, money. We yeah, say it sometimes, though. We, we we do kind of throw it in there sometimes during nice. during, the, during the show. So love it, dude. I said something bizarre to Jimmy the other day, and he gave me a wow. I thought it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, I earned it. I definitely earned it. So it still follows did. people, of course. Nice. Jason has been an amazing contributor, but there's also somebody else that really took us through some really rough times during quarantine. And did she was, let's say, the engine uh, during that time when we were doing double episodes each week. And she's jumping on doing twice a week like a crazy person like me. And we're, we're hitting double episodes because there's a busy schedule. They're trying to get things done. And so we have to have to bring on Quinaldo. 
Cheers. Cheers. Burr, 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 burr. Jerry, can I have yeah. a custom sound? Like a, maybe some sirens or something? <sighs> I wish. I'm, I don't <laughs> have a board. I'm in Minnesota. Why you got to do me like what? that? I don't have a board. What is, I don't have anything to do. Oh, okay. I, <sighs> I mean, I mean, I can get your sounds later, but yeah, I feel like Christine does deserve a sound. Yo, you have added so much to this too. So yeah, we, we need yeah. Joseph. You need to work on that, dude. Come on, man. Oh, it, it takes a budget, <laughs> right? It takes a budget, and and we are we are definitely duct tape and twine uh, on this <laughs> yeah. show. And if it isn't web based, it isn't happening. Uh, that that that's been yeah. Maybe we need to start selling things, right, guys? Come up with some scarf designs. Kidding. Seriously. No, no, honestly, if you want to throw it out, my that's good. Uh, but yeah, definitely a budget would be required for for that. But if you guess what, guys, it's going to happen. Just one day, you'll see. Maybe episode three hundred, it'll happen. But Ooh. Christine. Dude, right? It never ends. It never Jeez. ends. Christine, we are, again, beyond grateful for all that you've done for this show. Uh, helping us across. Pushing me to keep getting better at this thing. Uh, and and so we'll forever be grateful. Um, I brought you guys on for the fun part, right? You guys get the fun part. We all get the complainer part. You get the fun stuff. So we're going to talk yep. about Club and Community right now. Um, and the escape that we all got yesterday, which was a much needed escape at the bank to see somebody win and, and a lot of fun and, and apparently like WWF stuff going on outside. But, uh, Christine, give us a good all-star <laughs> recap. What happened last night? Well, I had so much fun and I was stone cold sober. So that's going to tell you something, but I mean this, so this was the inaugural, like, kind of it's a, a match between Liga Mekis and MLS uh, in terms of the all-stars from each league coming together to play each other. So this was the first of its kind. And I just think in terms of like the energy and the production of the event, it was like fantastic. Like from the music, like the drummers outside, like at some point when I went outside, I was actually like trapped by a wall of the hot dog vendors. Like I could not get out because they were just, so I was like forced to eat a hot dog. The street dog was good though. Um, but they, I think just in terms of like the genuine excitement that the fans had, it was, it was, it was true and it, it felt organic. So I thought it was a huge success. Um, and I think a big part of that is there's just like so much crossover in terms of fans who support a certain club, either in MLS or Liga Mekis or they support a national team, or maybe, you know, um, they come from a country, you know, of a, a, a player that they idolize, Colombia, Argentina, Uruguay, and, you know, MLS is very diverse. So I was really happy to see, like, you know, families who might be LAFC fans, but are also like Mexico national team supporters. And I think that people were just really excited to see these elite athletes play against each other. And I, I thought it had everything, like like the physicality of the players. I thought they were skillful, that they played hard, they were strong. Um, and, and like the game had everything you want. There was a little bit of fighting. Um, there was like this teaching moment where, you know, the chant that shall not be named, like shut down the game for a little while. And I uh, thought that was a, you know, that was a good moment for us to be like, we're not gonna accept this, we moved on. Um, and then there were like PKs, like what more could you ask for in a game? So everything, then, everything you could want, but and not want was there. Exactly. There was like a, some small group fight that I saw. I was like trying to figure out what was going on, but I was like, <laughs> kind of like, yes, this is happening. 
Um, it wasn't that small, and it was out. It, you know, it thankfully it moved outside. Right, oh, they took it outside, um, and so we yeah. didn't have to worry about that for the rest of the game. I mean, there were some skirmishes, but they weren't the story. That's for certain. The story was definitely what was happening on the field, a little yeah. bit of off the field in the stands. Uh, seeing the passion come out, the thirty-two fifty-two were were giving everybody an impression of what it's like to go to a Carson match for the first half, playing nice and quiet <laughs> and, and gentle for everybody. Um, and then before the half was over, just said, oh, yeah, this is Los Angeles. This is how we do things. And then they took over yeah. uh, and and were prompted. Like, all it was, it was funny, was we gave a Rosie chant, showing some love mm-hmm. to Rosie, mm-hmm. and then it kind of triggered everybody. And so we were getting it back, and it was like, well, I mean, if you all want to dance, Northen knows how to dance. Um, and so that was it, you know, that was it. And so, uh, heroes like Jimmy and Casey and Chickaline in the middle, just let it rip and everybody organized, stood up. And, and that was that for the rest of the day, we decided to put on a show, um, Cassie running to the, you know, heroes like Cassie running to the closet to get a drum Mm -hmm. in the middle of the game to make it happen i mean these are the heroes that that that, that need talking about because that yeah. is what happened in the stands mm-hmm. and from that point forward it was a show on the yep. field dude i i love the intensity because mm-hmm. the liga mechies all-stars like they came to win there was no question there was an edge they came to win yes. i love that edge that's what i wish lafc had i'm like I could take four of these guys and it would be a dream if they sign as a DP for us. Mm-hmm. I don't care if one of them's 36 years old, right? I don't care because <laughs> he plays like he's 25. Do it, right? Get it in there. Let's get some character. Let's get some some meanness into the game. Um, the other funny part was in the middle of the game, the the Pepe, the Pepe situation where apparently his 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 cap affiliation was getting defined as he was playing, which yeah. I thought that was hilarious. And then he wins the game on a PK. Right. And then we find out also that the U.S. kind of won as well. So, uh, Christine, I know I'm kind of stealing some thunder from you here, but well, um, yes. So, in case people haven't heard, um, it was reported, I believe, at halftime that Pepe had chosen the U.S. men's national team yes. for the U.S. Uh, World Cup qualifiers over Mexico, and um, it's a big deal because that's historically hasn't happened. U.S. men's national team has been pretty bad in the past with player recruitment and player retention, particularly um, Mexican players and other Latino talent um, have been overlooked and they haven't been necessarily looking in the right places for the right kind of talent. And so a lot of that has to do with um, staff paying attention to that talent. And you can see Pepe was like, you know, um, the the staff, they, they called me, they talked to me, they made me feel like I was important. So I'm choosing the U.S. this time. Big, big deal. And, of course, he scores the winning penalty that, that secures uh, the win for the MLS. Of course he does, right? You got to love how that works out. Every single time, the storyline just gets better and better and better. But that was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, ben, you were at the game as well. I mean, what were your impressions of the day? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the energy from the crowd. You know, I, I didn't expect it to be that that intense from, from the crowd. And I mean, of course, there was, you know, good quality on the field, too. But it, it was a crowd that really, like, got, you know, got the energy going on the field as well. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was a really, a really nice experience to, you know, to watch the game in person. And, yeah, good for MLS, you know, to, to get the win at the end of penalty kicks. I was kind of nervous for them because after Nani missed that penalty kick, I was like, oh, no, what happened? They got it. 
Yeah. I kind of felt like he was going to miss it, to be honest, just seeing his run up and how long he took to take the PK. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like that negativity. Take that back. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm saying that I could foresee that he was going to miss it. It's not, I mean, it already happened. It's not going to change anything, but. <laughs> I, I still don't like the negativity. Take that back. <laughs> what do you, Gary, what are you talking about? Um, hey, I'm, I'm talking about you being negative. Stop it. Oh, are you a Nani <laughs> fan? Is that why? You're like, don't say anything you're mad. Listen. No, that no, was, I, I, I appreciate that. That. I can appreciate that. That was a bad PK. It wasn't a great and one, you, yeah. And, you, okay. and there was another bad That's PK. Fair. We don't have to talk about that on the MLS side. Because at the end of the day, Atuesta did assist our equalizer. Um, he had a cross that know. Murillo finished. Colombian connection, LAFC connection. Um, also another, you know, great storyline for you know, playing at our home stadium. Um, and then Rio yeah. gave us a very memeable moment when he was doing that, like, you know, side to side hip dance. So I think that's what we need is like, we need some levity right now. We need some funness. We need obviously the feeling of winning. Um, and yeah, there was a, some other great moments in the game. You know, Rossi comes out, he almost chips Memo Ochoa. That, yeah. was, that was a crazy like, last minute save by Jorge Sanchez. Um, yeah, Andre Blake has a great save. Um, he just snatches the ball from Jimenez. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Twesta has that cross in the second half. Oh, Matt Turner. Can't forget about Matt Turner. Oof. Freaking blocks yeah. two PKs. I mean, if he's not, you know, showing that he should be the starter for the U.S. men's national team with that, then I don't know what more he's, he can do. He's had a summer. He's had yeah. a summer. Quite yeah. a summer. Yeah. Yeah. Love and you know in New England the way he's playing over there I mean they're they're a contender with him in the net so yeah. oh, I mean the talent they have as well right uh, mm-hmm. it's good to see him and 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 if you follow his story I know I was listening to it on XM they're interviewing him how where he came from and the struggles to get where he's at stuck down the pecking order and then finding an opportunity and getting it mm-hmm. I believe it's like PDL level I mean it's it's bizarre mm-hmm. but he did it and he rose up and he fought through and made it. Uh, so he's just this great underdog story. To have him do what he do is, is amazing. Talking about like the Liga Mekis players, again, I love their intensity on the day. Mm-hmm. Two saves basically off the line. Uh, that's something that doesn't look normal in an All-Star game. Let's be real. Uh, the the fun tackling in the mid, uh, even from a Tuesta. Again, things I just love to see in a match that's not supposed to mean anything, but definitely means a whole lot to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was was beautiful, and then the crazy aircraft and the dog and pony show put on by MLS to to give it that gravity. Um, all good on the day. Jason, did you get a chance to watch the game too? Yes, I thought it, I was very entertained by the game. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, it was a lot more. What's the word I'm looking for? A lot more competitive than like previous uh, All Star games. Uh, yeah. Sometimes East West. I mean, it's fun, but like I don't like seeing like nine six. It just gets kind of more commercial, more you know, just I don't know, not not as exciting. And uh, you could tell the 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 players were having a good time, and it was nice to see them win. It was awesome to see our players have the goal and the assist for our only goal. So. That was uh, awesome to see, and uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game. Uh, I was I, I've been to one All Star game. Uh, Joseph might have been at this game. We're old enough to remember this. I remember when the Chivas 
they go out or hire, came here and played a yeah. the uh, MLS All Star. That was a I remember that was a pretty chippy game. That was the only All Star game I remember. There was it was pretty uh, pretty crazy. I, I remember being at that game, but uh, MLS beat them three one. I think I from what I remember being at that game. But uh, yeah, that but, was yeah, a I, fun I, one. Yeah, but yeah, I, I also I went to the one in San Diego, Jerry. Uh, yeah, right as a rookie. Uh, yep. I got his autograph on my ticket. Still have that hiding somewhere around here. That was um, a good one. He was just a kid. He was a little embarrassed when I asked him for his autograph, which was super cool back then. Um, yeah. Well, that was there's a, there's the, also the one with uh, Man U when Chicharito scored that one goal. That was a great, yeah, great match. Yeah. Also, yeah. Man U embarrassed MLS too. I oh, they that was, did. That, was a, yeah. that 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 made our league, league look bad. I remember watching that, and going, "Oh man." One other thing about the game. I really like the Liga MX jerseys. I thought those were some. Mm-hmm. I, those, out I love that Solid. jersey. That was a sweet jersey. It reminded me of the old, uh, like the 94, 98 Mexican national team jersey. But the, uh, <laughs> the Aztec uh, kind of stuff on it. So kind of reminded yeah. me of that. So Charlie makes like some of the best Shit. jerseys around Shout for all of their Charlie. club team. Yeah, no, they really do. Uh, the Star Wars kits for TJ. Those were really neat. Uh, but yeah, check it out. And now Charlie's really moving into, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, but they're moving into the U S market, um, U S based websites. Now, um, you see, you might see more Charlie showing up probably in the second division. uh, I would think, uh, it's taken off and it should because they make quality stuff. So good on them. I dig the Jersey a lot as well. Um, beyond, beyond the fun of the all-star game, of course, there's other stuff going on. Um, this game this weekend, I mean, let's let's be real. Uh, we we got to talk about it. But before we do, let's talk about what we do before these games and what the community does. They have a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to dwell too much on club news. You know enough. So, Punk, give us some community updates. What's going on out there, man? Uh, yeah, well, tomorrow night, uh, if you're able to go, Dodger Stadium, uh, it's LAFC night. Tickets start at a package at 32.52 and you will get a LAFC shirt. I went uh the last one. Uh this one doesn't seem to be as hyped up as it was before. I remember 2 years going, I think I saw I think I bumped into Joseph there. Everybody was there. This one doesn't seem to be as a uh, pumped up as that. I even know the Dodgers are doing pretty good by the way. Uh sup the Padres tonight. But uh tomorrow night LAFC night they'll probably be an LAFC player throwing out the first pitch and LAFC players there. Uh, so that's that's going on tomorrow. Uh, I was trying to find community community stuff going on. I think everybody's just kind of focused on the the big game this weekend. Uh, tailgates, tailgate, tailgates. I know pretty much every supporter group has already posted their their tailgate information, and uh, trust me, every uh, uh, supporter group, you guys, everybody is more than welcome to come eat with them. Yeah, in fact, they. Sometimes I know a D9U is selling pupusas. I think I saw. Uh, yeah, I wrote that down. Uh, Empire Boys, uh, we're going to have tacos and we're going to have a keg of beer from Rowdy's. So uh, come on by and uh, we will be having that. Uh, uh, okay, I see Black Army is going to have carne asada and a, a special guest and entertainer. Entertainer, and, yes, entertainer. yes. If you know, you know. All right, if you know, a- you know. But All right. the music will be good. Julio might have to come over and dance again, but it's going to be fun. So don't miss that. The entertainment will be on point. Uh, yeah. And keep going. Keep going. There's other stuff. Yeah. yeah. I saw a BYOB Cuevos. I think I saw theirs. There's also BYOB, but uh, community, honestly, 
if you want to feel community, come out to the tailgate. Everybody is welcome. It's it's so much fun. I, I will be at the tailgate. Uh, I'm happy that this time we're having tacos and bring my dad. Last time I brought my dad, we had ceviche, and my dad hates fish. So, But I want to thank uh, back then when I took my dad, D9U, hooked him up, and uh, fed my dad. So thank you, D9U. But, uh, but yeah, so this Saturday is the game, and it's cool because we're actually playing a Carson game on a Saturday. I usually they always have like the thursday night or friday night game but uh, it's a saturday game so come on out to tailgating and uh, eat drink have fun be safe be cool too uh let's not let's represent our team in a right way that's not that foolish it's not that stupid i know we love our team um we hate carson but don't take it to that level let's let's you know don't let you know, if they take it to that level, just... we're gonna we're gonna make all Carson supporters do the crate challenge to in in order to get into the stadium. On all, all doors that are open, there's gonna be crates. Carson fans have to get through that. Just, well, have you seen the have you seen the promotion <laughs> poster from Cuervos? Give credit to Cuervos on this one because Cuervos poster for the Amazing. tailgate. <laughs> is the crate challenge with 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 a galaxy turd Let's it's perfect go. it's absolutely perfect and, it looks like something christian was involved with shout out christian yes I love you, if man. you see if you see a carson fan with a styrofoam uh, uh ice chest just leave them alone and just you know. <laughs> <laughs> y'all need to be kevlar ones at this point just bring kevlar ones it's okay, it's okay. don't bring them at all you're not welcome damn here. jason you're taking it way back dude that's awesome yeah, I don't think yeah a lot of people may remember that yeah, that's that's Hopefully like the, I think that was the first game. Uh, that was the the first game at the bank with uh, with us. So, oh the horror! Oh the memories though, oh, the, the horror of oh, the memories, Joseph. The memories. Yeah, no, great memories, great memories. <laughs> Every one of these is always a great memory because we always win it in the stands and uh, win it in the tailgates. The tailgates going to be just if you if you miss out on the tailgates, you're really missing out on this. And those who are going to the baseball game, it is only thirty two fifty two with fees uh to go to the game uh but i know others are going to be very busy the night before doing other important things and um getting ready for the next day let's be honest guys are gonna be there at 7 a.m so people got some work to do to be ready for 7 a.m tailgates i'm just telling you prepare prepare so uh we'll be ready everybody will be ready and we'll make that happen now uh, you also mentioned there was something else you you mentioned but um I'll leave it at that. We'll get into other fun things and tradition. Of course, the other tradition that we always do during the community pod or moment is the BNG Vinyl Club Minute. So the Back Club Vinyl Club. Uh, Punk brought this to, to light for all of us. But tonight we're going to switch things up, throw an audible, and put her on spot. Christine, uh-huh. you have the honors this evening of giving us the <laughs> Black and Cold oh, Vinyl man. Club Minutes. So Take what is your vinyl album? I hope I I hope you I do you justice, Jason. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I decided to choose the album "Yellow Submarine" by the Beatles. Came out in 1969. It was the soundtrack. (laughs) Okay, you like it? That's good. Um, It was the soundtrack to the animated movie, also called "Yellow Submarine." And I actually saw this movie at the Hollywood Cemetery um, maybe like two years ago. I may or may have not been under the influence of some weird stuff, 
but the uh, the movie itself, <laughs> it's one of the greatest pop culture art films, I would say, of the century. It's so weird. It's so funny. It's so of its time. And yet it's deeply philosophical um, and timeless in a way. It's, it's a, a work of geniuses in a lot of ways. And in the movie, Ringo basically gets John, George, and Paul to go to the land of Pepperland, which has been like decimated by the meanies. And um, they go through all these trials and tribulations. And when they finally get there, they revive Pepperland um, with music and with song together. And on the way there, they also sing all together now. So that is my uh, choice for a vinyl club, black and gold vinyl club, Jason. Hey, that's it's cool. Me, me, <laughs> hey, music's music. I, I mean, it's that's what's great about music. It's just everybody loves different music. Everybody has their different tastes. It speaks to everyone differently. It for me, it's it's meant. It helps me mentally. It helps me emotionally. It's such a, a wonderful thing. And whatever you like, it's cool. I mean, Beatles. I mean, that's that's a that's a cool album, though. I mean, that's and going in detail about the the movie, the meaning. I, the wrestling fan in me thought of the the old blue meanie. So I think the only people that know who I'm talking about is Philly. Philly's probably the only one who knows who I'm talking about. The blue meanie, uh, yeah, yeah. WECW legend, WWE legend. But uh, his his character is actually inspired by those meanies in the cartoon. So that Ooh. like was so deep from Christine Kwan. I'm just gonna say this right now. One, we're talking about revitalizing an island. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like the bank against the blue meanies. Mm-hmm. Mm, that sounds interesting. Blue meanies. Wow, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we find out that Christine was on a magical mystery tour at Hollywood <laughs> Forever Cemetery, which is epic as well, because now we're adding in more Beatles uh, connections. So I got to say, Christine, you 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 you, you killed it. Yay. You hit a home run for those going to the Dodger game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was epic. You know, good choice. I love the Beatles. Y'all know that already. Yellow Submarine is is always going to be perfect. So uh, all together now, name of the episode, you got us just dialed it all back in. So, Christine, (laughs) well done. That was on point. I know. I know. Any of you, anybody else have some community stuff they want to throw into the mix before we move on to what we're all really like chomping at the bit to talk about? Nope, nope, nope. Silence. Good. Here we go. Let's move it on forward. So before we can get into the preview, of course, there are two gentlemen that have come in clutch uh, for the last couple months, like four, uh, getting us back on back on track, doing what we do, keeping the culture what it is. And of course, they're my Black Army brothers through and through from near and far. Uh, let me welcome back. First of all, Tony. Welcome back, my brother. Hey, How are you doing tonight? Welcome on to the bus. Game. Where's your tokens? Where's your tokens? Yeah. Yes, the All-Star Game jersey? Okay. Yep. It feels so nice, especially when it's hot. I can breathe in it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's victorious. Yes. Victorious. Yes. I love that. So, my brother, uh, beyond happy to have you on. I know we shelved you for half the episode today. It just feels a little weird, but you're here now. <laughs> This is important. We got you back. Um, and so you're going to be previewing Galax- the Galaxy uh, potential takedown episode preview. Uh, but we can't do this alone. It can't just be us. We have, we have one other man from far, far off 
on another island uh, that needs to be revived. And that is, of course, Bam, Brendan. How are you doing tonight? Are you still in quarantine in the middle of a sub (laughs) deep in the ocean? Yep, another quarantine day. Oh my gosh. At this point, we just have to do this shout out to the Brady Bunch part of this episode. Just got to say it. Go, Jerry. Uh, I just wanted to say real quick, Bam still owes me um, some uh, temp- some Tim Tams. Um, he said he was going to bring me some stuff, and then every time that he gets to me, it's too late. So everybody has already eaten those damn things by the time he gets to me in San Diego. So I um, uh, want to put you on the spot, bro. Okay, how about you come down here first? Yeah, I know. Thanks. I- <laughs> no, there you go. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> yeah, Love you, when dude. I can dude. finally come over, we are coming back to San Diego. I mean, Let's go. We do enjoy National City a little bit. Yeah, We've there you go. From uh, who eats all the pies to who ate all the Tim Tams. It's great. <laughs> who ate all the Tim Tams? Me, Jimmy, I see you out there. Uh, half the Black Army. Uh, Tony, he's had some Tim Tams. Yeah, if, you guys just got to know okay. when Brendan's in town, the Tim Tams are happening. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's Edmund all good now. things. Dude, my daughter loves your 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 contribution it's that guy so right there. To me it's that yeah, guy the, the, it's Tony. the minties are epic i must say <laughs> uh now i'm buying minties to, to to supplement the addiction so uh i'll get <laughs> nice. on bam right import those bad boys it's a good thing it's a good thing so brothers i'm happy to have you both on because you're the guys that always provide us with a little bit of clarity as we get into previews especially the ones like this one there it is did you see that She's got the cookies. The images are there. Um, so we're going to get into Carson now. I know, I know. Uh, and talk about where they're at, where they're going. Of course, the run of form going for this. Tony, I think you're ready for this. You ready for this? Oh, How yeah. the heck are these guys doing? What are they doing so far this season? So far this season, they are started off really hot. Let's just be honest. They've been doing well. They're 11, 2, and 8 at the moment. Um, but... They last five games they are two one and two, and they're on a two game losing streak. They're kind of lost is the best way to say it because they're both at home. So we we're not getting them on a high. So that's a positive on our note. <laughs> but um, again, it's us. So you know how it goes with derby games. You know, that team could be just snapped back into mid mid season form all all together. Um. Yeah, so overall, like, pretty much the good, the bad, the ugly. Defense is suspect at the moment. Um, The midfield is dangerous, and I say that because we are very weak on crosses, set pieces, and that's where they've been scoring most of their goals, um, first off. And then second off, their offense isn't doing so hot. They are getting lucky, though. If you watch the last goals that they've all scored in the last <coughs> two games, they have been a bounce, a weird shot, something. But they they are not in they're not in they're not in the way they started off the season. But again, you can just literally throw that off all to the side and they play us. So who knows? Yeah, they've been very fortunate in the results. And of course they've had a different cast of characters as in the lead up to this, that they don't quite have now that has to definitely be said, but yeah, they've gotten away with a lot where they've been dominated and still get a result. It happens. We did that to them and gave one up. So we know where they're at. 
And we know that we've always outplayed them. It just hasn't gone our way in many cases. So here we are again, 11-2-8. and eight. It's not the greatest record. And to be honest, the last five really shows where they're at. They're 2-1-2. and two, So they're splitting their results at this point. Um, they didn't even have ties until very recently. So they're, they're in a little bit of a funk. That's for sure. And we're definitely in a funk. So you have two teams in the wrong direction, have to face each other, and all to play for, right? The rivalry is upon us. So, Bam, how did they do last match? Let's get a breakdown as to what, what we're expecting from these guys. What did they do last game? Last match, they played the Quakes and had a 2-1 loss, which was good to see. Um, a couple of the highlights from the game was Cabrillo getting a yellow card in the 23rd minute for um, Galaxy. In the 52nd minute, um, if Abasi scores the goal for the Quakes, was his Okay, goal. Just nothing special about it. 65th minute, um, Varquez equalizes for Carson from the corner. The keeper couldn't catch a cold if he tried. <laughs> <laughs> Shot in from the corner, straight into the goal. Didn't touch anyone else except for the keeper. Came with the keeper's leg, in for a goal. Like, what was he doing? Um, 69th minute, um, Dos Santos cops a yellow card. 71st minute, Former LFC Loney, now Carson Loney, Nico Himalayan scores an own goal for for the Quakes. So that's where the two goals came from. Couple of stats it's nice in the to game. see them suffer. Yes, go for it. Yes, oh, it was nice. It was good seeing a former LFC player score against them for them. Um, possession Gal- um, Galaxy are up fifty four to forty six. Shots and goals are up eighteen to seventeen. Out of those 18 goals, four were on target and 10 were... 18 shots, sorry. Four were on target and 10 were from inside the box. Passing accuracy was fairly even, about 85% each. Crosses, they're up 14 to 13. Fouls, they had 10 fouls with two yellows. And expected goals were 0.98 for Galaxy and 2.54 for the Quakes. They ended up doing four subs for the game. Three at the 60th minute, which was um, Grand Sir, Varquez, and Dos Santos on, and one in the 89th minute for Williams on. The only player that they had out, we obviously know who that was, um, Hernandez, mm-hmm. who will be out for this game as well coming up. Interesting. And yeah, he's going to be out for a little while. So once again, Vela and Chicharito find a way to prevent a way to play each other it just doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen and now with the rumors maybe it never will who knows who knows uh so they're in an interesting little crossroads just like us now tony what would you consider the good the bad and the ugly for carson i don't know because it's like weird to say the good it could be bad for us or the ugly Mm -hmm. could be it's like a weird like kind of thing because usually when we go to this it's like oh the good is this thing and the good the bad is this thing but when it comes to Carson it's like their bad is our good <laughs> vice versa right right <laughs> but like I said it's literally the defense is suspect a hundred percent suspect they can't seem to like literally which is good for us because it's we can get those little like if you watch the last game at uh, San Jose though any little passes that got through it it was like open field. It wasn't even like maybe one pass. That was like a, like a thread the needle pass, but that's about it. Like everything else was like up to 
up to par. The midfield is dangerous. Again, the, for some reason, their midfield is actually very dangerous against ours, and they can distribute the ball really well. But after that, it's everything else is up in the air for them. That's everything. Yeah. And again, we don't have Chicharito to deal with as well. But as everyone knew, which I don't understand why people forgot, because we had this same situation with Zlatan last when he was around, was he didn't want to play the MLS game, All-Star game, so he had to miss the next game. So it was everyone all over was surprised that, what, this is a rule? How did I never heard of this? Well, it's happened before. <laughs> So. It's real. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. real. So the good, the bad, you're right on the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'll mention what, what you got to see from them and, or where it's at. Um, their potential 11 is a little interesting because he's been shifting as they struggle between a 4-2-3-1 and a 4-3-3 system. And you're like, 4-3-3, don't worry, guys. I don't think that's what you're going to see against us. They do that to teams that they think they're going to dominate or um, run possession on. The teams, though, that are a little more deep, they tend to prefer the 4-2-3-1. And in many cases against us, it's shifted to 4-1-4-1. It has. I just don't think that's maybe where you're going to see. But what what did we see? What's a similar lineup or what was the latest 4-2-3-1 setup? Um, basically, Julian Bond has been in goal for them. I know Klinsman gets his moments, but John, Julian Bond is supposed to be their starter. So that's probably who we're going to see in goal for this one. Left back, Nico Hamalainen. Yes, familiar face. Not that familiar, and maybe he's a double agent. Um, center back, uh, Nick Dipwi and Sega uh, Koulibaly. Uh, Derek Williams might shift in for Nick Dipwi in this Sega. game. That's something that we do see. No, Sega. Uh, or Sega, right, if you're a <laughs> Sonic fan. So Sega. Old school. Yep. Dude, old school. Sorry, Dude. had to go there. Uh my age. What can I say? Uh, so Nick Dupuy and Derek Williams, I think those are your interchangeables, but uh, Sega will probably be staying in. <laughs> uh, and then Julian Araujo is at right back. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a shock if he's still there, right? I think he's kind of owning that spot at this point. Defensive mids in their setup are, are usually Sebastian Legette and uh, Ryan Ra- Ravalosin uh, from Madagascar. Yeah, right, right from Madagascar. That's That's fascinating. Um, those who is who you might expect, but also Kleshin gets time in the defensive role as well. Uh, so we'll see who gets the start there. But I gotta say that Legette and and Revolution are probably the guys that'll get that role. Uh, left mid be Kevin Cabral. Um, central mid, this is where you might see Kleshin instead of playing in the defensive role, sitting more in the middle. Uh, but Alvarez gets that role as well at times. So there's your your. Difference is there. Reitman is Efren Alvarez, but uh, there's a good chance it could be Grand Sir for this one. So you can see they do have a lot of options when you look in the midfield situation. As you can tell, they can really roll things around on you and not be completely predictable. And then their center forward the last few matches has been their new signing, uh, the Serbian Dejan uh, Jovalic, I guess you would say, Jovalic. Uh, and he hasn't really been producing as they expected yet. But I know his pedigree tells me that uh, we will have a little bit of a battle with him this week. So uh, you can't write the man off. Now, interesting thing is, like I said, the options off the bench, they're actually stronger than they've probably been in a very, very, very long time because they do have depth on this team. One, you have Victor Vasquez, central attacking mid. Like I said, Kleshin could get in that role. It could be Vasquez. 
right? So you don't know who it could be. I'm thinking if Vasquez is healthy, that might be a strong option for them. And then, of course, Jonah Dos Santos, still around. Yes. Um, has always been problems for us when he plays in a defensive mid role. So there's an option there. Uh, Grand Sir, like I mentioned, right wing, right mid option uh, is there. Derek Williams, like I said, sometimes starts, sometimes not. You could still switch out with Dupuy. Jonathan Klinsman's got his play time as well, and he had one game that he stole this year, so you never know. Right back, you have O'Neill Fisher, who is an option. Left back, you have uh, Jorge Villafania, who I guess was supposed to come in as a solution. Now he's not anymore, and they brought somebody else in, so they're kind of doubling down in that role. Uh, and then you have a little farther down the line, Adam Saldana, and then Ethan Zubak as his option as striker. So for the first time in a long time, the Galaxy do have depth and options. They can really swing things around in us and be really unpredictable, especially in the midfield situation. Uh, so we do have some things to deal with. It's not as predictable as it used to be. Fair bet on that one. What can you expect from that lineup? Probably what we saw earlier in the year, right? They're going to ca- try to cancel out the creativity of our side and dictate things physically. That's a rivalry. So that's what I see in this. Now, Bam, who is really missing from this match? The only real missing one is we all, we all know who it is. It's going to be um, Chicharito. He's right. the big player. He's the main one that's going to be out. That's really about it. So they've, they're pretty much full strength minus the guy that's been scoring a lot of goals from them, which hurts. But then, of course, they bring in this Serbian player that's supposed to be a new young hot shot on a young, a young like DP kind of contract. So, yeah, that new rule's being used by them. Uh, so we'll see what happens now. Now, Christine, uh, do you have any, any thoughts about who we might actually see against us in this match? Who do you think's stronger or better for this yeah. option? Um, just in general or for the striker position? For striker and then, of course, for, for wherever you think that the strengths will be or where they're they're looking to make adjustments. Yeah, I think, like you said, they, they're going with the Serbian for now. I think they want to give him some more minutes and also, you know, help him, um, you know, just get used to the team so that he, supposedly he's, he's good, so he should be able to produce for them. Um, I think... I think Efrain Alvarez will probably get the start, like you said. I think he had a really good game last game, even though they lost. Um, if anyone had a bad game, it was probably on the other side with Kevin Cabral. Um, mm-hmm. And like somebody mentioned, he did get that yellow card. And so I see there's like a lot of holes with some pockets of strength there in terms of their sides. But I think Araujo, you know, we see him get beat last game and and in the past too where he he can just get dusted because he's flat-footed and he's not the fastest defender so i think speed in in terms of him defending is his sort of kryptonite um and just in general i feel like the defense and this is something that greg vanny's gonna like really focus with them on this week is their positional play defensively because a lot of times you'll see two, three defenders go defend one player, leave a giant gap in the middle, and that's how they get scored on. Yeah, I mean, they are going to definitely, yeah. 
I agree. I think you're 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 right. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a team that's not going to put themselves out there for the potential for for a tough counter. I think they're going to just pick their pieces as they go. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how they they match up with us because they know that on our end we tend to get a little over aggressive and press a little too high at times and get caught up on odd man plays. Yeah. And it, the talent they have now that's going to be deadly. So, right. yeah, for sure. Tony, uh, impressions, sir. What are you what are you expecting to see from those guys on the day? Just to go for our throats like usual. Like they don't like us, we don't like them. Like I like it's again a derby. Everyone shows up for it. They're, if you don't, you lose your job, you lose your starting spot, playing time, whatever. It's this is this is a time to prove to for us, them, anyone just do you belong on this team? Where are you going for and stuff like that? Because if you don't show up for this game, then why are you on our team in, in general for both sides? You know what I mean? Because right, it doesn't matter what what team you're on in the world. If you play your rivals and don't show up, you may not get any minutes. You may not get what you want for contracts, for transfers, for anything. You know what I mean? Because everyone's going to look at it and be like, why do I want this? Agreed. And, you know, they talk about the world stage for the All-Star game. No, 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 no. This is the one the world watches. Without a doubt. This is the one that's going to get more ratings than that All-Star game is going to get. This is the interesting one. Good point. Because, yeah, no. this. If you want to get featured and get transferred to a bigger mm-hmm. club, this is where you have to show up. So, for all sides, they're in the same boat as we are. So, Pressure's on for everyone in this case. They're all looking for a turnaround that's going to be costly. Jerry, we both have a very long experience of hating this team. Uh, <laughs> give us your two cents on what to expect. What are you thinking we're going to see on this mat- in this match? I think that the club understands that this is a very important match. So we have to see them step up. I think the one thing that we've been seeing is a lot of, you know, playing down to the... Uh, to the same speed as the, the our opponent at the time. Whenever we lose matches, I don't think that we're quite doing what we're supposed to be able to do. I mean, I think all of you on here can agree with me that when we have lost, it's because we failed to do what we all know they can do on the on the pitch. So going up on this Saturday, it's going to be very important for us to match uh, their um, – their uh, their strategy and, and match what level of play that they bring. Every single time that we have faced Carson, I think we can all agree also on this, and that is that up regardless of what they where they are on uh, on the table, where they are, um, you know, expectancy wise. Like we all expect LAFC to beat Galaxy every single time, but they've somehow been able to step it up. So coming into this match, it's going to be really important for us to keep up with them and to keep that level of intensity that we just haven't really had, right? That's going to be the first thing is just being able to keep up regardless of Chicharito not being there, Vela not being there. I don't care. We should be able to beat this Galaxy team. And... That's it. We should be able to beat them. You're you're, you're right, man. Um, yeah, I know a little freeze up there, but the, the point was made, right? We should be in a position to hurt these guys. We shouldn't Absolutely. be where we're at right now. 
with the talent we have, this is not where we need to be, which is where I want to bring in Ben on this conversation because you've been writing about this. You've been covering this. You've been doing your homework. That's for certain. Uh, what are your impressions? Where do you think we're going with this one? What should we expect? Well, first off, you know, I, this is the first game ever where LAFC is actually below the galaxy in the table in the standing. So I feel like that should bring in some some, some firepower to them, you know, I think the players are aware of the situation. You know, I, I think they, they should know that the fans are, are not happy. You know, they're disappointed. Bob should know this. I think at this point, it's it's not about it's, – it's about getting the three points, of course, but it's also about, you know, the pride that they have for, for the badge, for the crest. You know, they're going to – they should play with their hearts. They – of course, you want to play some good football, but at the end of the day – you have to do what it takes to, to get this win, you know, and no matter, no matter how ugly it gets, no matter how, how you get it done, you know, you have to come out with the three points. A, a tie is not good enough. You, you have to come out with the win. You know, they, they, they're on a four game losing streak. You know, all these things have, they've got to be in their head, you know, during the game, you know, they can't, they can't keep losing, not at home, not to the galaxy. So I feel like this is the game where hopefully, hopefully, they turn things around. So we'll see what happens. The game you can't lose. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, I hear the debates going back and forth. Everybody talking smack back and forth. Well, you know, we've got more wins. Yeah, by one. Okay, cool. Oh, well, we won in the playoffs. Yeah, we did. But guess what? In a rivalry match, the only game that matters is the last one. Seriously, that's it. So they have the edge right now. They took the last one. We have to take it back that simple if you don't win on the day you're losing the rivalry that's how this works history doesn't matter it's what happens on the day that is the winner okay that's where it means everything on this side so that brings us to the next stage bam what does lafc have to do to get it together and leave a mark in this game to me the players on the field have to show what we'll be showing in the stands passion playing for the, the badge on the in the stands we'll be bringing it i know we'll be bringing it when did the players to bring it with us i can make a good prediction this is probably gonna be the loudest you're ever gonna hear the 3252 i'm gonna say that right now why we've always been our loudest when we're challenged the most when we're in pain when we're suffering that's when the 3252 gets that much stronger, that much louder. We take the negativity and shoot it back at you. Ask Seattle, who didn't even get a trophy ceremony. Ask anyone that comes in our house. You damage us, you never hear the end of it. So we're in a moment now where we know our backs are against the wall. We know the 3252 is going to step up. The question is, is the club going to match us? That is the story. Bam is right on point. Are they going to match us? Uh, throw this to Tony because you're going to be in the north end with me for this one. Uh, what's your anticipation? What does our club have to do to step up? What things do they need to look at to get better at? Overall, just the one thing that is going to be like throughout Twitter, Reddit, any social media that you have, leadership. We need leadership. Yes, there is. There, We have the talent, but leadership is for sure and stuff like that because, again, we as fans, we're gonna bring it in the, in the in the north end. No question about it. I don't care who you are. If you're not, get f out because 
this is the one time where I don't want you in here. If you're just going to be there just to take a selfie, shoot your video, do whatever you want to do for your social. But at the end of the day, it's leadership. We have to get our defense tight. We do have one of the, we on paper, we do should and should have the best defense. Even with Segura uh, gone, like our young person, Farfan, yes, he's still learning. Yet Edwards is still like iffy, but we, overall our core, even with the new people we just brought in, we should have one of the best defense. The, yep. the only misconnect is, of course, our forwards. And again, that's Rodriguez being his prima donna self, but again, he's turning it around. <laughs> <laughs> Solely but surely, <laughs> Vela again is turning into B Rod, which is s- surprising. Sad. But again, not surprising because if anybody wa- follows the Mexican national team, he he rather be shooting hoops with LeBron, with a LeBron, Rosebrook, all of Lakers right now. And then we have Rossi, who again, Bam will will will, will literally if you talk to Bam, he'll keep saying every time he doesn't produce or do something. His value goes down. His yeah, negotiations yeah. for what he wants goes down. Him going to Europe goes down. So overall, from from forwards to bottom, the forwards are so far is our problem. But before, below that, we should be okay. And the last thing is just finish. We just that's it. Just if we finish, we win. That's all it's simple. I know it's so easy to say, but that's what needs to happen. And there it is. So talking about the technical side of things, Christine, what do you think we're going to field out there? Who do you think is going to be on the field for this one? And what do you think the approach is going to be? I think it's going to be really similar to who we fielded last match. And I think, um, look, their, their defense is a mess. So I don't see why we wouldn't play a very um, front foot forward, aggressive attacking style of play. And to be honest, if I look at their latest match and our latest match, we both lost, but the style of play and the quality of play was, there's a huge gap between there. And I think that even though we lost that first half, especially we played phenomenally. And that kind of goes to your point about, you know, the huge gap of XG and how many point goals we actually scored. Um, So at this point, it's a mental game. We know and the stats tell us that we have the same potential in terms of scoring goals. We have the same amount of um, combinations in the attacking third. Um, we just need to be able to put the, the, the ball in the back of the net early on. That's going to be a huge boost of confidence to the players. Um, and look, this is not like a new thing. Like all teams go through this. So I think they just need to be able to break the ice and continue to do the, the things that they're good at while being really honest about their limitations in terms of who we have available and then adjust to that. There it is. Uh, ex- excellent point. Again, the finishing, playing within yourselves. Um, I, I think that's the strongest thing Christine is saying here because that's the one thing we don't do when we play them. We try to do too much. We get too uh, cute at times want the perfect play want to do the yeah ask Murillo right in the last match take it too casual think they're done with we can easily touch the ball out rather than being like dude take it simple 
knocked the ball out of bounds. You watch Will Don against Liga MX, right? He's putting it out. He's putting it out for a corner because you know what? Forget it. Why take a chance? We need to get that way too. Simplify your game. That's it. In your own zone, simplify it. Clear it. Who cares if it's ugly? Just get it out of there. Nothing cute. This is a rivalry match. It's not supposed to be pretty. We're not looking for a postage stamp game to sell for the world. No, we're looking for a result, and that's all that really matters. So, you know, when I look at lineups, I can't help but think that, of course, we are going to go back to a 4-3-3. That's what we know best. That's what we're comfortable with. What we saw against Vancouver, I wouldn't be surprised. Many of it will be the same faces again, right? Backline. What are we going to see? That's the hardest question. Is it going to be Blackman? Is it going to be Fall? We know Mario is going to be there. There's no question he's going to be there. On the left side, we know it's going to be Farfan because that's who we have. That's the best for the job in the moment. Kim it right back. Guaranteed. So the question is, do you trust Fall the kid or do you trust Blackman to be there? And so I throw it to you guys. Who gets it, Fall or Blackman? Ben, you're the first on this one. Uh, For me... I'm going to go with Blackman simply because of the experience. Um, you know, he, like you said earlier, he bleeds for the team. You know, he knows how to play these kind of games. Fall has been on a good form as of late, but, you know, he's only 18 years old. He doesn't have any experience playing the derbies. So I would just opt for the experience in this one with Blackman. I don't know what you guys think. I agree yeah, for sure yeah, because I, I, think, I think Blackman, he knows how much – this game means to us, the, the the supporters, and it means a lot to the players too. I mean, this this is, I mean, going back to the very first game between these two teams, since the beginning of this rivalry, it's just been passion and just and the t- and Blackman has been there since pretty much the whole time, and he knows what it's like. So I think he's, I, I agree putting Blackman in there because. He, I think he's going to step up for this game because he knows what it means to the players, the fans, the uh, the club, to to everyone. Christine, what is your take on the back line? Man, that's a really tough call because um, it's true what you say about Blackman and his investment in this derby. But at the same time, we also know that this is going to be a really emotional game. And they're a team that's gonna hack us a lot you know what I mean they're gonna take cheap shots for sure and sometimes I feel like Blackman may not be the best in those emotional high pressure situations we see you know in the you know he's gotten a red card or two yellows um he can do sort of spazzy things um he can have you know 75 good minutes but then make a really critical error so I don't know. I'm going to, I don't, my predictions are always wrong for starting lineups. So I feel like it's going to be like the opposite of what I say. Um, but I think it might be fall and then black man comes in later. There it is. Bam, your take. I'm not going to say, going to hide it. I'm a massive fan of Mamadou fall. I love Mamadou fall. He has so much potential in him, but I see him there sitting on the bench. I see him sitting on the bench. I see a black man starting over him. I'd love this for four to start, but I can see a black man starting ahead of him. Ah, uh, Jerry, Jerry, what do you think, my friend? I'm going to have to agree with Bam 100%. I feel like, uh, dude, it just it makes sense for me to have black men in there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take him. Uh, although I do also 
like our other options, I just don't see that over Blackman. I just don't. So you think experience versus the the catalyst. So that go with the guys that been there before that already have the salt in the wound, right? I mean, at least to start, yeah. Yep. Well, the other thing I'll say is unlike previous years, Galaxy, they don't really have like a killer attacker or a killer goal no, scorer. They so don't. that's the only other reason why I'd be like maybe fall. But yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then okay, I, I hear point. others talking about about Kim Moon Hwan possibly not being healthy for this one. There's questions of that. Um, oof, right? That's yeah. tough. Uh, yeah. There's conversations about Palacios potentially being available. Um, honestly, I think it's long shot with Palacios. Right back into this. Ah, dude, that's a hard ask. Um, and then Moon, Kim Moon Hwan. I mean, I think at that point it becomes the default, right? Blackman shifts over there and Fall gets the start and nobody even questions it because they don't have a choice. (laughs) We don't have that depth. Um, So that's that on the back line. Uh, In goalkeeping, do you really think there's a debate, guys? Is this even one? Throw it out there. Anybody thinks a debate? Nope, nope, nope. I look up to Ben. Nope. Jason? Nope. All shaking heads. Yeah. Romero's getting the start. I say the same thing. Not even a conversation. Midfield situations, the other conversation. Is there even a debate on who's starting in this game? I think this one's also super, super easy to predict, right? You see who's going to be. Sifu, Atuesta, Blessing. Do we see anything other than that? No. Nope. No, right? We're getting super predictable with our lineups. And then the front line, okay? This is the first time we're going to see these three together, right? Orango, Rosie, Rosie, B-Rod. And B-Rod? What? Do you think that's what it's gearing? What do you no, mean, right? what, it's... Jerry? No, it's just, it's a good, no. Goody... Okay. It's a good thing. Wait, hold it's on. It's a good one. Okay. It's a good yeah, one. no, that's I a good one. I thought it was a bad one. No, like... no, no. It's a, it's a good one. Okay. I, I think it just, like Joseph said, we just haven't seen that, but I do strongly believe that that's gonna be a strong three up front i really do so i guess we'll just have to see you know i'm I'm thinking the same thing in my mind you know after getting hurt against vancouver getting angered against vancouver (laughs) those guys are pissed they have to be and they don't like hearing us talk the way we do about that you know there there's some in there that listen uh but they had to be angry after that. And now they've got some training together knowing that that's going to be the line. There's no shock to it. Uh, the South American connection up top should be really, really fascinating to see. Everybody fast. Everybody yeah. mobile when they want to be. Uh, when they need to be, they need to be mobile. Uh, they can all shift into the different positions available. So they're all mobile. To me, it just seems like there's this giant question mark. Not that they can play this game, but how well they're going to play it, how crazy they're going to get, how physical they're going to get. But there's so much potential in this lineup. Uh, Bam, do you feel a little bit of excitement having those three together in a full match situation where they can prepare for it? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Would this be <coughs> excuse me, the front three for next year if stuff goes? Is this what we're looking at for next year? Is it time that mm-hmm. we go, let's start playing players that we're looking at for next year? Well, I mean... I, I'll just throw it up there. I I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all three DPs are out the door. Um, yeah. So I won't. I'm not looking to next year. I'm just looking to to Saturday. 
And I don't care about anything beyond that because I do believe that if we don't get a result in this, we could see a new manager by the time it's all said and done. Someone mm. could walk away at this point. Uh, the bloodletting could begin um, after this match. So I really don't want to look beyond this weekend because forget it. It's all about this weekend. Tony, are you in that imp- having that impression as well as forget it all, this is everything? Yeah, pretty much. Like like we've been saying for the past, for the last podcast, it's like, Bob, everyone has these games leading up to this one, and this is the final one. This is the final boss for everybody. It's like whatever happens here moves like shapes the future of this season, the future of future seasons, everything going forward because this is everyone's last hurrah, I guess the best way to say it, you know? Like everyone like again if you if you really want to look on twitter everyone's pissed off about it everybody wants bob out everyone's wants doing literally everything they can they're like it's like literally it's i feel like like in this like luckily i have this here because i feel like the the dog in the meme going drinking his water like this is fine like because that's what's that's how it is outside right now is literally <laughs> everything burning around us but oh yeah pitchforks and torches that's for sure yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so so this honestly don't worry we shouldn't worry about next game we shouldn't worry about is vela staying is bob staying is rossi is anything it's literally what happens in the morning whatever you got to do prep do whatever also whatever happens in those 90 minutes dictates the mm-hmm. future there it is there yeah trajectory is all about it you're deep out of the playoffs if you lose this game it's the worst swing possible right ben how far out of the playoffs do you think we're gonna be it and is if are we toast is this it if we don't win this one i mean yeah i think if, if we lose this you know the confidence levels just drop to, to the ground I, I don't see how they're gonna pick themselves up from this especially with, with bob i think you know, if if they can't pull off a win here, I think I think Bob is done. I think I don't even think he should, you know, wait to get fired. I think he should resign, you know, right after the game. You know, he has to just get call it quits and have somebody else, you know, step in for him. Yeah. Sad. Sad yeah. situation we're in, but it's a real situation. You don't you you don't cede to these people. No thank you. Not at the bank. Not in Los Angeles. You don't cede to them ever. And it's been too much already, so it can't be anymore. Um, So on that note, I am going to throw this out to everyone else, and we can definitely hammer off some of this stuff that we're seeing from the crew. So I'm going to jump back in, and it's definitely going to be a conversation. Like I said, the moon availability did come up. Um, So did Palacios, and I think we did that. Marvin says he puts Blackman over fall. So a little bit of agreement with panel there. Uh, Marvin does think that Palacios might be available. We'll see. I mean, he looked bad against Atlanta, so I'd be really shocked to see him there. And as Al mentions, uh, high ankle sprain, spraining, turf madness is what that was. So we just don't know yet. Um, moving on. Yeah, Marvin, they did say it wasn't serious and he was questionable last week, but you don't know at this stage. It's really hard, hard to say. Uh, and then we had this one here. In case things are healthy for them, could we see Blackman, Mario, Fall, Palacios as an option? Not saying that we couldn't if Palacios is available. Um, I know Bob prefers Palacios over the others, as he should. We're paying him more. 
uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and he does offer more offensively than the other two do. So, yeah, if he's ready to go, that could definitely happen. But, you know, signs haven't really shown it, you know. Um, Farfan, Mario, right center back, Blackman. We'll see. We'll see there. Uh, Marvin says he's not crazy about Moon in defense. I like him at right wing back, but scary as a right back. Um, anybody yeah. on here want to tackle that one or think that he, he's in a good place with that conversation? Um, I guess I will. Threw it up to the panel. I actually agree with that. I don't think he... Um, I think in some of the goals that we've conceded, um, they've been, you know, aerial balls and it, it, it's partly a function of communication between the center backs and the outside back where a offensive player will slip in between like Murillo and Kim. Um, and also, you know, some of our players, including Kim, they're really small guys. They're like smaller than me and I'm freaking five two, you know what I mean? And, um, I think I, in terms of defensive line, we need to be much stronger on the ball. I think Kim technically um probably top two on our team and so um i I get your point that he's better as a wing back versus a straight you know four three three outside right back that said um i think he's doing his role as a right back but he's also i'm almost positive being told that he needs to make those board runs and so there needs to be a shift with the whole team in terms of midfielders, defensive midfielders covering, in terms of center center backs covering, that is not happening when he makes his offensive runs. So yes and no, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, the guy that has to track back if he's going forward is Blessing in many cases. And we all know Blessing's not a big fan of that. Um, so it does make it a little complicated. That's for sure. Um Tough times, um, Tony. Re- jump on, sir. I was gonna just say, well, like, not even like about like Kim or anything. I just, I it just popped into my head when people were like going through like the line. What about our new defender? I totally, I, I just slipped my mind about True. that. True. Uh, would like, you debut he, a new defender? Like you're, well, he's you're already, it. Would- he's already, already had time in it. Like he's, he's known the system. He, he played last game, so he like. But the thing is, again, he. As everyone knows, he's not a quote unquote. He's not the lead, he's not the voice in the background. He's more of the uh, follower. He'll follow what needs to be done. You know what I mean? He's uh, kind of told what he needs to do, told what she should do, and that's the thing. So again, but again, he has ex- MLS experience, which again, that's what everybody wants is a player with MLS experience. So this could be opportunity for him. But who is that leader? That again, that shakes up who's the leader in the back, right? Which would be technically Mario or Blackman. Um, so becomes the next one. I'm going to run up to Hooligan Ox on this one because he goes, "It's going to be a five-three-two." Now Hooligan Ox, he might be onto something if this guy that we just brought in from New York, right, new player, happens to get in there and start. It would have to be that, right? Yeah, He'd be forced into that. Um, so it could be the case, Ox. It's just, do you really want to run a five-three-two against a, a, a five-man mid? It, it's really going to be tough. Um, I mean, I guess we could do that against KC, right? So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, really interesting to see how this plays itself out. Good point on that, Ox. Uh, Marvin, you're going to be, ah, they're calling tailgates. 
we'll get to that stuff later. Araceli says, I agree with Marvin. Brian and Rongo have something to prove. So all eyes will be on the front three, right? They got to make their money. Araceli's on point with that for certain. Uh, moving forward, we've got... Oh, yes. Thank you, Victor, for bringing this up. Coming in strong from Omaha here. Victor says, is there a... Isn't there a serious XM press call with Bob tomorrow? Indeed, there is at 9.30 a.m. I don't know if they said Eastern or Pacific. Sorry, guys. Uh, he will do an interview um, uh, with Jason Davis uh, on Sirius XM tomorrow. Good call, man. I did see that on Twitter pop up. So I think we retweeted it. But uh, like I'll definitely. Right for you. 2.30 in the morning. Well, if you have Sirius, you can you can listen to it on demand. So on online, you can listen to it on demand. So if you miss it, you can check back and and see what's going on uh, on I guess like American Soccer Morning, I guess they call it. But uh, I'll definitely be checking that out. That's for sure. Uh, Marvin, I don't think LFC will fire Bob if he loses versus the Galaxy. I don't know about a firing, but it could be a resignation, right? Something, something could happen. Uh, it's chaos, man. <laughs> that's for sure i was check out cooligans on fubo they had a fun little interview with bob tonight they did they did check that out we love the cooligans al hopkins calling bryce duke is the super sub assist in the game winner duke needs yes. more love i agree i love that take i'm down for that i'm down for bryce duke and i'm also down for um christian where did he go right uh, christian's disappeared uh, Cal no, Jennings I, I, getting no love, mm-hmm. right? No, I can see Cal Jennings getting the, the goal to win the game. Does Cal Jennings kind of give you a Wando vibe, guys? He does to me, just scrappy. He gives me like a young Tarzan vibe. <laughs> <laughs> the hair, the hair definitely the hair, does it. Yeah. He could compete with uh, Cowl for, for wildest hair in MLS if that's the mm-hmm. case, for sure. Uh, Al Hopkins calling hot take alert. Uh, there it goes. Marvin. I really, really wanted to see Ibiaga play more before Carson. He should have played versus Vancouver. I think it's big and fast. I want to see how he pairs with Mario. I do, but it's just so hard thinking it could be Carson would be that big moment. That's a hard, hard ask, but you never know. Teams do things like this to throw the other side off. So that could be some rivalry madness going on. Uh, again, Marvin says he wouldn't be surprised to see five, three, two versus Carson. Apparently, because Brian doesn't want goals like, <laughs> at the bank, maybe even expense of a tie. Ah, I, I just think our wings could really hurt them, and that dynamic would be taken away. And we just love pressing teams to death. Like that's what Bob's preference is, and the four-three-three is really where we want to. Of course, the wing backs are there, but I would only be coming from one side if that's the case. If Palacios isn't all there, uh, Robert Dosanos is saying, "Hey guys, hey." Uh, Al Hopkins, Rossi Rodriguez, Chicho, Sifu, Atuesta, Latif. Yeah, we, we definitely call on that one as well. Um, moving on. <laughs> Bob doesn't want goals. We want goals. We want goals. We all want goals. Al Hopkins, Farfan, Blackman, Mario, Fall, Romero. Yeah, I mean, I think there's almost consensus as to who we see as starters. That's for certain. Um, thank you everyone for their contributions and, uh, hot takes for the day. We all know the weight and gravity of this match. So definitely 
Definitely, it's there. Jerry's back on. He's back alive, people. There he is. Welcome <laughs> I'm back, alive. Jerry. Just just in time as we we close out another amazing episode of the first ever uh, super super pod for the heart of LAFC. Thanks to the Godfather down there for getting all this madness started. Uh, so what <laughs> we're going to do uh, is it is that time, everyone. Yes. Yay. Time where we prepare to close out another amazing Yay. episode and get sad because none of us ever really want to go off there. We just we'll talk all night about football because we just love doing this. Um, but Except we for me, it's, 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 I'm sorry, but it's 1.30 over here in Minnesota. I'm <laughs> ruining Jerry's <laughs> conference tomorrow. That's what we're doing. He's going to have a sleepy, sleepy little conference. Um, I'm sorry, my brother, but you know how that works. No, I'm happy uh, to be here. We, we're, we're, again, it's an honor, my brother, for, for getting us, getting me into this mess to begin with and uh, giving us this moment um, for all of us to get this chance. Because if you didn't do this, pod fam wouldn't be the pod fam that it is today and how wild it is with with defenders and everybody else i mean the culture you you established it we just ran with it and uh we are here today because of that so on that note we're definitely going to do our 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 walkouts for this one and so it's hard picking but we're going to do this and i'm just going to go clockwise on this one so i'm going to start with uh ben my brother give us your final thoughts of the episode the match ahead thank you everyone for you know hopping on the show uh thank you to christine to jason to bam tony jerry and you joseph thank you guys for you know talking to lac with us yes yes okay yes. and then um yeah just hoping to uh to get a win this saturday you know i mean we really need this win badly for for the fans for, for the club for the players everybody needs this win i feel like it's gonna i mean i hate to say it but i think it's gonna be like either a really really good day or a really bad day hopefully it's a good day <laughs> but yeah let's let's keep positive vibes and get this win there it is mr punk you have a floor sir yeah, just uh, kind of piggyback what he was saying. I, actually, I feel like I'm on the Brady Bunch right now. We just need a couple more. Uh, you are, up there. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to thank all you listeners, uh, especially regulars. You guys are always – you guys have amazing comments, all of you, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, everyone on the team, you guys are awesome. Um, a lot of us haven't met in person. A uh, few of us have – probably because of covid last year but uh but hey uh you guys are all great dear friends to me and uh thank you for joseph for continuing this and jerry you are you are the pod father man you started it all and i want to thank all the other podcasts too uh you guys um we're, we, we really really are a pod fam um shoulder to shoulder the guys from uh defenders uh uh fc so fc you, you guys uh all, all uh all you guys are, I mean, we are like a family, man. And uh, I mean, we have like a little group chat with each other. And uh, just to kind of let you, you listeners know that, that we, there's no competition with the podcast. We support each other. I listen to all the other podcasts. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, brother. Love it. Mr. Bam, it's your turn. Um, once again, thank you for having me on the show, stepping in and all that. As Jerry mentioned earlier, Everyone that leaves the club ends up going on to bigger and better things. That includes you too, Jerry. You left us, you've gone to bigger and better things, and we thank you for leaving this legacy with us. 
um, for this weekend. It's a 9 a.m. kickoff uh, my time, so please don't ruin my Sunday. But let's get out there and let's get the win. <laughs> there it is. I love it. Tony, you have the floor, my friend. Um, I guess pretty much 200. It's kind of crazy. I went from not trying to get into just everything that was LAFC to listening to every single podcast from Heart, Somos, um, Defenders, of course, all of them. And then just like that, just Jerry just coming in and like also coming on just having conversations here and just knowing there's a space for everyone doing and then being asked to be on part of this is kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I guess this is the best, this is probably what the academy players would feel like when they go to the big leagues. You know what I mean? To the team they're dealing with it. That's, that's how I feel like. That's the best way to say it. Love it. But um, let's, let's, like I said, let's get that win. Um, we're all going to be at, most of us are going to be there at the tailgates, some of us earlier than others. Um, it's, again, for those who've never been there, it's Christmas Tree Lane. We're always there. Literally, you can just find us and stuff like that. Um, it's been a blast with everyone. Ben, Jason, Bam, Chrissy, Jerry, and of course you, Joseph. Thank you for having me and giving us a voice. And again, I like, I like being, I like that this podcast is the voice of reason, the voice of communists, because we're the one, I think one of the last to go on before the game usually goes on for the next game. And all, we're like the we're that nightcap you know that nice coffee that nice little stogie whatever you do to just relax and get ourselves prepped for this game so on that note thank you again thank you jerry for everything and leaving the legacy that you have thank Thanks, you brother man. which brings us to the one and only christine kwan yeah, um, I just want to take issue with something that Jason said. He said we're not competitive with any of the podcasts, but FCFC is supposed to host a pickup soccer game at their barbecue, and I want to take him down. I want Slim to go down. I want Josh going down. And most of all, I want Weezy going down. I'm going to spill all his green tea all over him afterwards. Um, but yeah, I, um, the, the, the thing that you said earlier today about us having the greatest XG gap and, uh, kind of like surprised me and it's interesting to me. Um, and I know stats is kind of new to MLS. We don't use stats as much as other sports, but the thing about XG is just like, it's your likelihood of scoring based on all these factors. And I feel like it's a good and bad thing that we have XG and don't score, right? It means like we're showing huge potential and we're creating huge um, possibilities. And on the flip side of that is we're not finishing. And like, I feel like all of us have an XG in life. You know what I mean? Like my XG gap is very wide. Like I'm supposed to be doing something, but I'm like way down here. Um, But you know, at the end of the day, like, we can't always be results oriented as a team. What we need to do is see what our goal is and continue to have faith in the process. So we need to continue to work hard. 
and we need to continue to support our team. I don't think that some of our fans realize that clubs <laughs> go through losing seasons. Like it's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> and like, um, I think it's fair to be critical of the way, you know, certain decisions that we make on a tactical level, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, I would never personally attack our players on their social media. I would never do There's certain lines that I would never cross. Um, and I just hope that we as a team and as supporters and, you know, as a club, um, it's a rare and like, it's a rare privilege for us to be able to like create the tone and culture of a brand new club. And I think that all of you guys have been doing that in terms of setting the tone and setting, um, like, you know, basically the mission and the values of who we're, uh, what we're about. And so even though it does suck that we are where we are, um, I think that there is a path for us moving forward and there are steps for us moving forward the same way that I believe in myself, my own XG and been like actual results meeting together. So, um, yeah, let's do that. And, uh, let's freaking like kick some butt on this weekend. Absolute words of wisdom. Once again, Christine, thank you so much. You dude, put it in perspective. Well done. Well done. All love, which brings us to Jerry. My brother, you have the floor, my man. The Podfather speaks. All right, listen, episode 200, I honestly am completely honored and floored that we are at this point and that I'm here with the six of you. When I started this, it was never about myself. It was always about the community, about building this thing up. Joseph got that, and he came on board, and I convinced him in Philadelphia at our first ever Super Draft. It was like a dream come true to have Joseph come on. And then when I had to do the right thing and step away, you guys all stepped in and filled in gaps that I didn't even know that we had. And you've made this such an amazing thing and such a cool thing. Because at the end of the day, this is continuing to be not about any of the seven of us that are on the screen right now. This is about the community. And you guys all understand that. All of you and those that are missing as well. And shout out to Fresco, who's not here as well. Like, all of you guys get that. It's never going to be about us. It's about the community. It's about the culture. And I just feel so honored that you guys have been able to keep this going for as long as you have. And you will continue to keep this going, I hope, uh, for many, many years to come. Because it's a very much needed voice in the black and gold community when we started this it was all about bringing the voice of the supporters group the supporters culture to the community and it's still doing the exact same thing i mean i may be wrong but i feel like we're the only ones still not making any profit out of the culture and then that's a <laughs> big fucking thing i just want to throw that out there like i love all of you and everybody else that does podcasts and i will forever if you ever need any sort of advice, you know, that's what we are here to do. We're here to grow the culture, but it's so much more than just any individual. It's, it's about everybody. And regardless of where we are, I think every club has those ebbs and flows. Just like Christine said, I think we're going to go through those bad times. We're going to go through those good times. Remember those good times because we're here for each other. And the whole point of this is to be able to have that shoulder to lean on. And I hope that Heart of LAFC is that shoulder for many years to come for a lot of people that don't feel like maybe the club is where we need to be. However, you still can go in 
and listen to us <laughs> and and all of you be silly and say, hey, we fucking suck. But <laughs> but be able to laugh about it. And at the end of the day, say, hey, you know what? This is bigger than the loss. Like hey, we love hanging out with each other. And in Christmas Tree Lane, just like Tony brought up, we are there to just hug each other and be like, yo, we lust. But hey, want to have a beer? You want to have a hot dog? <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what it's always been about. I love you guys. Thank you for letting me join in for episode 200. And that leaves the one and only Mr. Joseph Sacker. Sure. Take it away. Thank you, my brother. Uh, first thing is just what he said right there. The sun rises the next day. The wings are still gold, no matter what happens, right? The wings are still gold. The sun rises. We go drink another beer. We go to another tailgate. We keep working. We keep singing. We get the job done. That's what we do as supporters and fans of this club. We don't walk away. We don't shrink or go hide behind a club that we support that's a thousand miles away because it's an out. No, we support. This is our club. So where Jerry comes in and brings me into this amazing, amazing journey, I am um, beyond thankful because what he did provide for me at that time, I was president of 3252, uh, a chance to talk football when I no longer could because I was too busy chasing down other things to get that moving the right way. Um, and it gave me a chance to get back to feeling normal and doing what I love, which is football. Uh, right. Football first should always be the way we think in this world. So for Jerry, thank you, brother, for getting me back to football and what I love the most um, and getting me an outlet in times when I really needed one. Um, and thank you to those of you listening today uh, because you are the inspiration to keep this thing going. If you don't come on each week doing these comments, and telling us how we're doing and talking to us in the stadium, all of us in the stadium, this doesn't survive. Because as Jerry and I will both tell you, this costs money, this costs time, this costs a little bit of heartache and time away from our families. Um, and that is a cost for sure. But the benefit is, is all of you, is the community and building the community and providing a place where we can have that measured response, like Tony says. We can remind everybody that the sun also rises. So... That is critical. Um, the thank yous. I didn't want to give a shout out before I thank everybody to Mario Monroy, who actually took me aside at the All-Star Game, um, telling me how the show provides a great bit of entertainment and something for him while he's driving his truck um, on his rig, um, staying safe, um, but listening to us, keeping his head with it. Um, so, Mario, I just wanted to give you the shout out, man. Thank you for the support. You reminded me once again, even at the All-Star Game, of why we do what we do. Um, Ben, thank you, brother, for, for sticking it out, even in times of, of COVID where it was horrible. We had to go through this crazy testing just to get a report out there. But you were at the games and nobody else was. Uh, Jason, thank you for always being there for me, uh, providing me an outlet uh, and a smile when we need one. That's for certain. Uh, Bam, thank you for coming on in the middle of the day whenever we needed you. And always being there, even since before LAFC was even a thought, um, being Black Army through and through, and being a true brother in, in the game. Uh, Tony, thank you, sir, for reminding me of why we do what we do, uh, keeping me honest, keeping the passion going in the North End, showing what a, a, a future capo and current now current capo, uh, <laughs> what they got. He's nervous on it, but he's there and he's owning it. So, brother, I thank you. Christine, thank you for demanding better of me on this podcast. 
um, and getting things better um, and pushing us back to being on air like we are now live. I don't think it happens without you and several others in this room right now and listening uh, to get us where we are because the promise is there. So thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Fresco, for getting on when you can. I know it's tough. Thank you, Andrew, for writing articles in the early days and hanging out over it. Iron Triangle to strategize and get things going. I don't forget these things um, <laughs> to get us moving and keep us moving. Uh, it's critical. Um, I can think of Marcus. I can think of Pat. I can think of Larry and Larry, right, showing their support for what we do. And, of course, the other godfather in all of this, of course, Rich. Um, who who always gave us a push, you could say, uh, more than a push to keep this going, knowing that whatever we say, both positive and negative, is still a conversation about LAFC. And it's something to promote this club and to keep us as a challenger, which is what the club is always sworn to be. So, Rich, thank you for the constant encouragement because it's, it's something that really does mean something. Of course, to the 3252, I thank all of you as well. Uh, because again, you're the reason why I'm even here. Uh, you're the reason why, why we have the passion we do and keep changing the game and have something to talk about each week. Cause there's times where this club, there ain't much talk to talk about, but there's definitely always a 3252. So love to all of you guys as well. Um, and on that note, let's bring it into the next round, which is of course, is the match ahead. Keep your heads guys. We will be challenged. We have a lot of people from Carson that will definitely be invading our stadium in this day, and they will challenge you to make the wrong decisions because they know you're in a stressful situation. Don't seed. Don't give it to them. Show them what Los Angeles is all about because you know they aren't. And they know they aren't, and that's why they act the way they do. They lost this town since 96, since never. There is no Galaxy Day in L.A. There's an LAFC Day. This ain't their town. It never will be no matter what the result is. Because they've never, ever really had it. So on that note, give everything you can. Win, lose, draw, show up, sing, don't give up. And of course, at the end of the day, y'all know what we're going to say right now. On three, everybody. One, two, three. Stay listening to the heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.